0: What's up listener? Thank you for pressing play this week on the Jock and Nerd podcast. Marvel releases a new trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home. That goes deep into a post-Thanos MCU. Avengers Endgame becomes the fastest movie to make 2 billion dollars and we get a peek at Disney's movie release schedule through the year 2027 giving us clues into the future of the MCU, Star Wars, and Avatar franchises. Wowie, zowie! We've also got a great interview with one of the founders of One List, One Life, a site that's using the Marvel fandom and hype and social media to help kids with cancer, a spoiler review of the fourth episode of the final season of Game of Thrones, listener mailbag, and a whole bunch more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, May 9th, 2019.
1: This is Simon Rex, aka Dirt Nasty, baby. I like to listen to the Jock and Nerd podcast when I'm driving to work. Wait a minute, I don't have a job. So I like to listen to it when I'm driving to your mama's house. Ha ha. You tired of boring podcast shows? These guys at Jock and the Nerd are the funniest, most entertaining nerds on earth. So check it out, baby dick. Check.
2: Check one.
3: This is really fast out there. Let's give it up. Chalk it. We heard it. Funny.
2: disturbing. it. Chalk it. We heard it. Spoiler alert. Chalk it. We heard it. Funny. Disturb it. Oh, yeah. Jock it. We heard it. Oh, yeah. it Spoiler alert.
0: What's up? How's it going? Thanks for joining us this week and every week and welcome to the Jock and Nerd podcast where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran.
4: My name's Anthony.
0: He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. And that felty over there is down two dragons. It's Rug Boy. What's up, rugs? (laughs) Breaker of cardboard and
3: thread. I was going to say something related to Spider-Man, but oh, now uh, you, can do you it. fucked me up, Emma. Yeah, see? How about that? Keeping you on your toes. Yeah, I was going to say my spider shits are tingling. Uh, your
0: spider shits are tingling. I used that clip at the beginning of last episode. Oh, you did? Yeah, you got to go back and listen. Nobody ever goes yeah. back. Listen to yeah, listen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a pure joy. Uh, thanks for joining us, you guys. We have a lot of stuff to discuss this show. We got news. We got reviews and we got an interview, so I'm not going to waste anybody's time. Let's just whip, whip ourselves over to the news. Let's web swing over there. The Jock Jock and Nerd Nerd. Podcast. Big news for the week. How could I not talk about this? Marvel has released a new trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home, the second Spider-Man movie coming out uh, soon, July And, uh, yeah, July 7th, I believe, right? So, I mean, everyone's still buzzing from Endgame. But a couple of crazy things in this trailer that I really enjoyed. Let's just start with the the big hubbub, the big discussion. First of all, I've never seen a trailer that has a spoiler message for another movie before playing itself.
3: That's uh, that's new. I heard that they didn't put it on some of them.
0: Well, that brings me to my second point. This trailer got a lot of people
3: upset oh
4: shut up
0: that look i look I, I understandably i don't get it uh you know the uh, the russo brothers said may 6th the spoiler embargo is going to be lifted for avengers endgame which i thought was weird i was like why are directors being able to dictate clearly it was for this because of this trailer because it had a lot of post endgame world in the mcu but anthony is it not possible that maybe you have not gotten around to see endgame yet. And maybe you accidentally stumbled and watched this trailer that did not have the spoiler warning in front. Would that not make you a little bit upset?
4: I mean, certainly it's possible. <laughs> I, I don't know. They, the movie's been out. The movie's made a shit ton of money. Yes. they They can assume that a lot of people have seen it. It's been a cultural moment for two weekends now. Absolutely, and anything that came out from Marvel officially had the spoiler warning on it. So,
3: well, it's I like, don't have a lot of sympathy. It's <laughs> like a, a dude who's complaining that you told him who won the Super Bowl the day after. Uh, it, right? Yes, exactly. And I get you know, It's ridiculous. Yes. Everybody saw. Everybody who wanted to see the Super Bowl saw it. So fuck you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's gonna be people watching it. You know, here on out. But those people are if they don't see it the first two weeks, you know, or. I think it was actually more than two weeks. They opened it early, right? They opened it a couple days early. So it was like over two weeks yes. out. So those people, if you haven't seen it then, then you're not really a fan enough to get pissed off. And right. if you are, then you you should have gone to the movies.
4: I had this similar situation at work yeah. where I was talking to somebody about Endgame. And then one of my coworkers goes, hey, it was this week. Hey, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> and I go, yeah. it's been two weeks. What are you doing? like the the embargo is way lifted. Yeah. Like, you, this is all your own fault. I wasn't an ass and like spoiled anything, but I was like
3: No, like there's no way you're going to avoid spoilers yeah, anywhere. Well, look, just to
0: cover our ass right now. Spoiler alert. All right, put your <laughs> tweets away, you motherfuckers. Now, let me ask you this. What's a good what's a good rule here? I feel like 2 weeks for movies, 1 week for TV shows, uh then all, all bets are off.
3: Yeah, I think 2 That's weeks fair. is I think 2 weeks is fine. I think yeah, that if fair. you're really a fan, you're going to see it the first week, either during the week, uh, you know, the, the Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday after. If you if you don't like to be in a crowded theater, and you want to see it later. Like you'll be able to get tickets, the, the you know, that week.
0: I just think I you can't get upset if it gets spoiled after that. I love your Super Bowl analogy. That's this was almost like a global live event. Absolutely. Yeah.
4: I think it's fair to be, you know, one week out. Go, hey, if I want, you know, if you're in a room with people that you like. <laughs> and you you can go oh you know if i'm is anyone everyone here seen endgame okay cool yeah and we can talk if not all right we'll whisper whatever
3: i know a guy who never goes to the movies because like it's just a pain in the ass like you know he doesn't like to deal with people and all that stuff and he even saw it so it's like if, <laughs> if if a guy that I know that never goes to the movies goes to the movies to see Endgame, then, you know, it's like, I'm like, who's not seeing this? It's real really a fan. And that's
0: the thing is I think those people are in the minority and you just can't, whatever. Like, the shit's going to happen. This this movie's made so much money. Everybody and their goddamn grandmothers have yeah. seen it at well, this point. We used point.
3: to live in a society that was like, all right, you, you, you got to, you know, keep up.
0: But right. I think the, uh, the fans were also relatively uh, good at keeping spoilers away for two weeks. Like, I didn't see a lot of people being dicks and spoiling things online. Uh, everything, see, no. uh, everyone was copacetic. Everyone had an understanding. We're,
3: we're moving to a, a place where people are being very conscious of being spoiler Yeah, Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't like to be spoiled, but at all. But, like, I know I got to get to the movie, like, the first weekend because I know it's going to happen if I don't. Absolutely. So, like, mm-hmm. I can only ask people, like, who haven't seen it before; it's it's dropped and been out a week to, to not to me not be dicks. But after that, I'm like, I know at some point shit's gonna be on TV. There might be a a, a TV. Oh, spot they're or, showing
0: whole scenes in you know. TV spots now. Yeah, for yeah. Right. TV yeah.
4: spots were immediately spoiling stuff right yeah. after the weekend. And the
0: toys weekend. have spoiled things before the movies even come out.
4: Yes, and I would also say too on Marvel and I guess Sony's part. You know, this trailer. Having seen it, yeah, you know, we'll get into it later. But um, they're trying to parlay off the, the the buzz around Endgame with this trailer, and this is the time to release it. If, you know, if they release this trailer three, four weeks out, the buzz is really gone in terms of Endgame. So they that's a good point. They're trying to you know spin it into another successful film. I'm sure if Kevin Feige had his complete say in this, like that first
0: trailer wouldn't have come out, and this would have been the first trailer. But of course, so like, no, we got we're, this movie's coming out. We got to let people know. So the compromise, I thought, worked well. Anthony, now, uh, what what did you think of this second trailer? Now that we're really in post-Endgame MCU, it's five years later. Iron Man is definitely dead. People are remembering him. Uh, and you see him wearing the Iron Spider suit in the beginning in New York.
4: What do you think overall? I mean, there's a lot of things to unpack. The, the first thing that comes to mind is this trailer is basically – you're gonna like this trailer if you're on board with this universe, yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. You have to be on board with him. If you're not on board and you're like, "It's not my Spider-Man. This is not the guy." You know, there's no Uncle Ben stuff. He's he's uh, worshiping Iron Man. They're talking about him being the next Iron Man. Then this trailer is gonna piss you off. So it really comes down to the fact of: Are you on board with this version of Spider-Man?
0: That's almost a little blasphemous. But are they really
3: positioning him as the next Iron Man? I think I know. Isn't that insulting to Rhodey? Yes, I, <laughs> I mean, I think it's just more like you're ever... A bla- black dude gets passed <laughs> over again. It's like fucking got, fucked up. It, oh,
0: shit. Brody, Brody's <laughs> over in the corner goes, Hey, what the fuck about me? What am I? Yeah, I just think they're like, Look, we need a hero in New York. That Iron Man's not
4: there. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see how it plays yeah. out. But they're do- Tony has a huge part in this guy's yes,
0: I love Yes, I love the Iron Man graffiti. I love that you see drawings of him in the back on the school wall. I love that it looks like Peter either took his sunglasses or... Uh, uh, what's his name? Happy Hogan gave him Tony's exact sunglasses from like
4: right. Infinity War. The the interesting comment I saw online, and I agree, is it's. I mean, it just feels. I I again, and I like the trailer. Yeah, it's completely fine. I'm on board yeah. with this version of Spider Man, but it, and we'll see how that fill it plays out on film. It's just a trailer, but through you know two, three, three movie appearances in other films, and then his own film, and now this trailer, um. It's very. It just feels a little odd that there's his biggest influence is Tony, yeah. and there's no, there's literally nothing with Uncle Ben. Like that, that is not an overarching theme for this nope. character.
0: Nope, it's not. Look, I will acknowledge that initially this wasn't my Spider-Man. Right, everybody knows that. However, the movie, him playing Spider-Man in all these movies, has started to grow on me. Uh, the first trailer was fun, but I really, I got hyped by this trailer. Now that. They're really digging into the multiverse, you see uh, Quentin Beck's Mysterio costume looks amazing. The fishbowl head with the blue swirly, like it—it it, it actually works. It's super comic booky, but I thought it looks pretty cool. What do you think of his costume in this one, Anthony? I
4: mean, he looks great in terms of um, looking like Mysterio from the comics. That's I, if you would have told me that they would have adapted Mysterio right and made him look comic book accurate. I'd go, impossible. That guy looks ridiculous. But, I mean, the multiverse thing kind of makes sense. Um, This opens up a wide array of possibilities as far as Marvel moving forward. Um, I do question if Mysterio is telling the truth.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, whenever you deal with Mysterio, yes, he's a bad guy. And all Mysterio stories, there's stuff that's never what it seems.
4: Like, that's just classic Mysterio. He's an illusionist, right? Or some sort of...
0: He's a spe- He was a special effects guy uh, for movies originally. Yeah. and uh, But is he lying about... So there's a clip that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal came on Ellen and played a clip from the I movie yeah, where he says, this is Earth 616, yeah. and I am from Earth 833. I was like, holy shit. So either he's not from that Earth or he's just using that to lie. Uh, his you know his triangle magic is like different than the round Doctor Strange magic, so maybe he's from.
4: It would make sense if there is a multiverse because in Endgame, they say that the Infinity Stones protect the the the, the current timeline or universe or realm yeah, from yeah uh, different universes or different uh, multiverses or different uh, things invading. Because but now that they're all gone because they returned all those time stones to their appropriate. Uh, timelines. Right. There is no, there are no time stones in in this timeline of the of end game and all that. So it, it's quite possible that they can just go into multiverse stuff. It's always been a DC thing, but um, Marvel's had
0: multiverse for Marvel's, for, for Marvel's done it.
4: Yeah, it's more it's more um, popular when with DC. Yeah, but yeah. Again, Marvel, Marvel's done it. For me, it's it's just a strange. And I'm not saying I don't like it. It's just different. I mean, you have Spider Man with a huge Iron Man influence in Europe yeah, with Mysterio talking about the multi, like these are all like very strange things. This isn't like Spider-Man that I uh, would have to like friendly neighborhood Spider-Man no, in New York. Nothing, like, this is completely different.
0: There's nothing friendly neighborhood about this. Mysterio's working with shield. I do love how he's given shit to the cops in the beginning. So do you bit. think
3: this is all like some kind of ruse? This
0: I uh, some of this has got to be a work. I don't cuz I think the part where uh, Zendaya knows where she's like I know you're Spider-Man. That may be an illusion. That may be part of it. I read
4: somewhere that in the comics Mary Jane finds out that he's Spider-Man. Well she she,
0: she she does but like this is very soon but this is not Mary Jane. I mean
4: everyone knows that he's Spider-Man. I'm not even calling her MJ. i refuse. refused. I'm going to call
0: her
3: Zendaya. Yeah, you keep calling her Zendaya. I'm like you're not going to call her MJ. Nope, cuz her um, name is Michelle. Well um <laughs> This is my view of it. Is that uh, Mysterio is well known not only for him uh, to be causing illusions, but he always has like a con man. He has a team of people yeah. he usually works yeah. with, yeah, and he has people helping him out. So, are is this like the Molten Man and Hydro Man pretending to be elementals? If that's what it looks like. Uh, is it um, uh, you know, is Nick Fury even Nick Fury? Is you know who could it be? somebody else, or could it be the chameleon or could it be something else? Like why would Nick Fury be working with, I don't know. There's a lot of different questions. Um, the only thing that throws it off is Colby Smulders, right? Like who is, who is Maria Hill? Like who is being her? Like, who, you know, the, they do know they do show that the people can change their faces and shit in Marvel movies. So, uh, scrolls. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, 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 yeah, the whole, you know,
0: the, the bit where he says, Thanos snaps his fingers. It's caused the rift of the multiverse. Uh, I, you, you can't take a lot of this for face value. Uh, Ruggs, what did you think of the, this trailer overall? I thought it had a lot of great stuff like bitch, please. You've
3: been to space was a great line. Right. I just think overall, it's just seems like a, a more, uh, action f- filled movie yes. than the first yes. one. Yes. Like homecoming. It was to, it was a Ferris Bueller movie and Peter Parker was Ferris Bueller, which he's not. Yeah. And, uh, this at least seems like he's, okay, he's trying to go on vacation and he's in danger and he gets embroiled into this thing, which would happen to Spider-Man. It's more Spider-Man-y yeah. because he's, you know, he's trying to have a, a, a nice time and all of a sudden he's got to juggle his friends and trying to save the world and all that stuff. So it's, it's kind of more in the vein of what Spider-Man is. So I did enjoy the trailer and I thought it would be, uh, it's probably, hopefully steering more into what Spider-Man should be, but then at the same time, you have all of this stuff talk about him being the new yep. Iron Man. Yep, yep. And I think, why, why even write those lines? They're I, unnecessary. Yeah. I like, mean, it's unnecessary to try and equate <laughs> Peter Parker to Iron Man. It's, it's like you're going in the wrong direction, Marvel. That's I don't understand. That's why a
0: good it. point. He is his own, I mean, he's the, he's uncle. his own hero. He's his
3: own hero. He but- doesn't need to be, he doesn't need to be. He's a scientist. He doesn't need to have armor on. No. He doesn't need all these toys. No. But they're trying to... I don't understand why why they're doing it like this. I mean, they have, you know, they have rescue. They have war machine. They have
0: How many people in fucking iron suits do you need, Marvel? Give them a... I do like the black costume
3: in this. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I was going to say, I could see... So I looked at that black costume. It does look like it's more homemade. Yeah. So I could... This is a possible storyline I could see. I could see them being like, you're the next Iron Man, you're the next Iron Man. And by the end, he realizes, I'm not the next Iron Man. I'm just Spider-Man. Like, get this away from if me. If they could I'm do my do guy
3: and that the door is open for that. Right. They better walk through that door, because if they don't, I'm going to be pissed.
0: It looks like he's going to be wearing four different costumes in this movie. It starts with the Iron Spider, then you have his traditional red and blue, and then... In Europe, he's got the black costume, but then later in the scenes, he has the red and black version, which with wings, which may be what Shield gives him or Tony left him. Like, here's one last costume because I knew you'd come back or you wouldn't like the, the you wouldn't want
4: to use the Iron Spider
0: suit. Uh, the other thing I have issues I would
4: I would like to see him remember Tony. Yes. Cause it's, it's established. It cause has they has to, yeah. they, they, can't, they can't just ignore that. Yeah. But I would like to see him remember Tony, but then start to. Like, if, if Tony left him one last suit that he uses at the end, I wouldn't like that either. Yeah. I want him to start becoming his own guy.
0: I feel like there may be one last suit there. <laughs> Tony leaves him at the end we'll that immediately
3: shows up. What if he, what if this is what happens? And it won't because it's too smart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what if um, Happy Hogan, he's like, all right, listen, I'm going to take you to Tony's lab and you make your own suit. Oh, that would be fine. Uh, and he uses, I mean. he talks to the AI. And it's the AI is Tony oh, and they dude. fucking sit there. and They collab. And then at the way, at least he has, he's like, I don't want all this shit. He's like, you sure? He's like, yeah, I don't want to have the kill protocol on my fucking suit.
0: There, there is a shot in here where he has like a, uh, like a, a skeletal hologram frame of something on his forearm. Like he's tinkering with some tech or something. So, and it looks like it's on that ship. The other thing I have a weird problem with, this is so nitpicky flash getting punched in the nuts. That,
3: Flash?
4: Oh, no,
0: Flash only if
3: Peter Parker does it? No, because- no but Flash <laughs> is usually the guy
0: punching people in the nuts, not to be the nut punchy.
3: Yeah, I just don't like this version of Flash. I mean, it's,
0: it's a whole the whole Spider-Man's it's different.
3: It's so upside down and
0: Now tying into into the Spider-Verse, uh there's a great meme Jess Rivera posted on our our Facebook group. Could it be possible that they bring in like? Can you imagine Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider Man coming in? That would be crazy! Oh my
3: god! Not happen.
4: I couldn't see. I mean, they've with the multiverse, they could do that. Yeah. But the first riff I see that will happen. This is just my opinion. Um, the first riff that will happen is they will bring over Deadpool. Oh really? Maybe not through Spider-Man, but eventually that
0: and the
3: X-Men. Through, yeah.
4: Oh, through the mul- this multiverse idea, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Like the Fantastic Four, eventually. But how does over. it
3: tie the worlds together?
4: Mm, they will have to make something up.
3: Yeah, it does. I mean,
4: like, they could write it. They the, the, the multiverse. Once you do that, I mean, well, they've already introduced time travel, and if like, they're saying what the if, multiverse,
3: I mean, what if it causes two worlds to collapse into one another and become one world? Oh, kind of like in the comics. We'll do that
0: incursions. Yeah. Yeah. that's
3: what it's called yeah there's a storyline with jonathan
4: hickman where incursions happen and they take all the best parts of different earth universes and put them into one world
3: that's a possibility and then they have to undo it oh that makes that's stupid
0: that'd be great if they like create the illuminati and then this fucking all this shit happens you introduce submariner i, I heard that i don't
3: know
4: if it's in your notes because i don't look at all the notes thoroughly but i heard that the uh, Comic-Con, they're going to start releasing all their Bob Iger, movies. Bob today. Iger
0: said this summer they will yeah. release Phase 4 and they've released dates. We'll get into that in a little bit. But also, there's been tons of articles from the Russo brothers and Marcus and McFeely about Endgame, about the future of the MCU. Really interesting. Sometimes they're contradicting each other in the case of what, at where Cap actually lived, which timeline. The Russos and the writers don't agree. They both have their own ideas, which is weird because I thought you guys were working on the same fucking movie.
4: But Here, here's an interesting thing from what I noticed from this trailer. Yeah. Again, just a trailer. Who yeah. knows how it's going to play out on yeah. film? But yeah. man, we're uh, yeah. five years into the future. Half the world's come back. Yeah. Okay. Let's go on a trip to Europe. Let's
0: go. <laughs> so, again, this is 2023 Marvel. How do you
4: react like that?
0: Uh, here's the other question. So, conveniently, all the main stars of this film were also disappeared and sure, came yeah, back.
4: Very convenient. Right?
0: And half. So, yeah. so then the other half of their classmates are kids who were five years younger when they left. And now they're
4: all in college and their class they have jobs.
0: Yeah. Their classmates are 20. So Joe Russo confirmed that Ned disappeared as well. That's the two of them seeing each other for the first time after having disappeared at the end of Endgame. game. Uh, and then he also said that doesn't mean that everyone they went to high school with didn't disappear. There could be kids who are now much older than them and no longer in high school, both Ned and he both disappeared, but conveniently happy Hogan, Aunt May uh, Zendaya uh, flash, Betty Brant. They all, they all were, disappeared and came back and then they're like hey let's go to europe forget about this shit i guess i don't i don't know
4: wow but
0: uh we'll see how they play this out so
4: i mean it's gonna be a problem Terrible. yeah it's
3: gonna be a problem, it's be a moving problem.
4: Forward. yeah they're gonna have to f- and yeah
3: that I, I don't know that end game five-year thing man just because you want to have tony stark have a kid you got to compromise all this stuff it's gonna confuse it's gonna, and it doesn't mean anything him <sighs> having a kid means nothing it just gave like, a little bit of an emotional bump to him. That's it. They, yeah. It was so unnecessary they, that they I mean, did this.
4: It, it I think it means something, but it only means something to him. It it only benefited that one character. Right. That he yeah. Was
3: kid. It wasn't worth it to do all make all of this problem for that one kid to exist. I think I have it, to
4: write it. Worth, it w- it would have been worth it if that was actually the end game as in the last film. Right. They, they they're making more films, so it, it is a problem.
2: Yeah. Mm, it's
4: gonna be interesting. It just bugs me. Like No, it's rough. It's a rough, rough thing to accept moving forward. Rex
0: Doesn't Mysterio look awesome, though? Come on. Got the fishbowl. Better looks, than he should. Yeah, yeah, it looks fucking great. And again, as with all Spider-Man movies, there's like a middle-aged white guy that appears to be a friend and ends up being the bad guy. That's like every Spider-Man movie. So you know uh, Jake Hall's Mysterio is going to burn him. He is a bad guy, people. Uh, listener, if you want to join the conversation, there's one thing you got to do. Join our Facebook group. It's called the Jock and Nerd Nation it's closed, it's exclusive, it's just for you. There's amazing geek threads about time travel and alternate timelines and Game of Thrones spoiler threads every week. It's a lot of fun and a lot of weird memes. Welcome this week, a whole bunch of people. Thanks for adding your friends, Nation. Welcome to Nicholas Gakin, Benny Dealy, Eric Bangert, Henry Claremont, Ashley Leanne, Scrooge Jones, Aaron Butler, and Andrea Venegas. Dragon nerd,
4: <laughs> Welcome. To Welcome the, the empire of its stupidity. Hopefully, this is if this is your first episode. I don't know why you clicked on this, but I hope you're enjoying it.
0: Thanks for checking us out. And uh, Seth Morgan had a great joke. The group of Gack and Deely and Banger should start a, a law office right away
3: because they, uh, <laughs> it does sound like hey, they'd have that, a commercial. I think
0: you'd be great injury lawyers. if you've been in an auto accident. <laughs> it's like a hmm. damage control. Ask Deely, Banger, and Claremont. Did the Hulk smash through at your home? Call Gacon and Deely and Bangard, and we'll get you all the money you deserve.
3: It'd be amazing. Oh yeah, Banger Not I went to the wrong. I went the one wrong, wrong direction on that.
0: One. You banger. I barely know her. You brought her. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Avengers Endgame, we have to check in on this monstrous box office of this fucking movie. It is doing things that I didn't think were possible and tickling it me. Too unheard of. Yes, tickling me. Tickling me in places I didn't know I had. Woo. Will Oh man and uh at Box Office Mojo we have a production budget three hundred and fifty six million. Jeez. Oh shit. Which is actually I thought it was gonna be like half a million on each movie they were selling. I thought they were spending a billion dollars for these two movies. But three hundred and fifty six million is the fucking budget, right? Right now it's sitting domestic in twelve days, thirteen days of release, six hundred and fifty two million dollars domestic worldwide, two point three billion. Oh shit. Wow. dollars <laughs> in
2: yeah.
0: 13 days now we went over the fastest movies to a billion and it didn't even occur to me to look up fastest movies to 2 billion and it did it so fast first of all this thing puts it at number two all-time worldwide right behind avatar, avatar? okay which is unbelievable uh it's a, a, a past titanic Past Star Wars, Force Awakens, past Infinity War. It is at number seven, all-time domestic. And we're still only, the movie's been up 13 days. This is the fastest movie to a billion. Fastest movie to one and a half billion. And fastest movie to two billion dollars. How fast? Well, it made a billion dollars in five days. It made one and a half billion in eight days. And it made two billion dollars in 11 days. Oh, shit. The next movie on the list is Avatar, which it took 47 days to make it to $2 billion. But there's a lot of reasons why. I want to get into that a little bit. But check this out. There are five movies that have grossed over $2 billion, and Zoe Saldana is in three of them. Wow. She's, that's a pretty good track record. You want a $2 billion movie, you put Zoe Saldana in it.
3: It might happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's Avatar... And uh the two Avengers movies. And the two, two Avengers, Avengers
0: movies, movie. and then Force Awakens and Titanic is the right. five movies that have made two billion. Uh Avatar made two and a half billion dollars in 72 days. Do you guys think this beats the unadjusted for inflation gross of Avatar at 2.7 billion? No. No? Does it? I think it I think it makes three billion dollars still. I
3: think, it, yeah, I think it might beat it. The only what thing is that, the adjusted for, like, inflation? Okay, we'll get into that. Don't, yeah, that's a completely different... Because it made 2.7, like, In
0: 2009, adjusted for inflation, it's over $3 billion. Oh, okay, shit.
4: Yes. I think it could beat yeah, Avatar. Yeah, um, the only thing that's going to get... Avatar went up, was one of those that was a blockbuster in the, the winter and had nothing. Yes. It had January, February of nothingness to compete against where Avengers, although not like powerhouse movies, but Aladdin's coming out, Godzilla, like there's much more competition in the summer. And staying power, the movies I think don't stay as long in the summer because of the
0: the quick turnaround and more movies coming out. Right. Uh, right, Ruggs, I found this article from the Washington Post and made a lot of good points why Avengers Endgame will never really be bigger than Avatar. It may make more money now, but, Uh, A couple of the big reasons, tickets cost more now. You know, you got to adjust for inflation. Of course, yeah. Uh, The other thing that was different when Avatar came out is this movie came out globally day and date. That's unprecedented. That is a new thing. Avatar rolled out like three, uh, rolled out longer. Even Star Wars Force Awakens three years ago didn't open in China until three weeks later, right? Right. So this is all stretched out. And then inflation is a big deal. Uh, Also... Avatar had fewer screens.
3: Yeah, I think that uh, China has become more of a player since then. This is yeah. some
0: amazing numbers here. Right now China has been responsible for $576 million of the I think
3: Avatar was the movie the crack It, of, too.
0: Yeah, of the 1.6 billion foreign uh Avatar uh, in China or Endgame made 576 million. Triple the 204 million Avatar took in there. But Back in 2009, there were not that many movie theaters. In fact, it wasn't this open, huge movie market. There were, yeah. there were whole towns and cities. This is crazy. Back then, 2009, China had just under 5,000 screens. Today, estimated 60,000 movie screens in China. Oh, shit. Topping the United yeah, States. Of, that has yeah. 41,000 movie screens. They have more fucking movie screens than we do.
4: Well, if you right. want to play this game, though, yeah. I'm looking at Box Office Mojo yeah. online. Yeah, if you want to play the adjusted for ticket price inflation, now this is only lo- I'm only looking at it looks like domestic here, but the all timer is gone with the win.
0: Yes, well, you have you're gone with the wins. You got probably which was
4: in 1939 yes. it made 200 million back then. Yes, which is equivalent to 1.8 billion domestic.
0: Adjusted, I think it's at like number nine. It's not uh, worldwide, but domestic. It's at 35. And you're right. Right, you got. Things like The Sound of Music, The Ten Commandments.
4: Right. Um, I mean, if you want to play the adjusted yeah. for inflation game, this then there'll the, the, they'll be, they'll be astronomical numbers.
0: Yeah. Which, I mean, can any movie ever make a billion dollars domestically? I don't think. Has that been? Well, yeah. it was done. Maybe with Avatar almost got there. No, right? it wasn't. No. No. Mm. no. The
4: closest was Star Wars. 900. So domestically, yeah. it was um, Star Wars at 936.
0: So if you're, Force if you're Endgame, you got 10 times more screens on which to play on in China and you know, the widest release ever. Is it? That feat Avatar pulled off still is, is very impressive. I think considering it's, I, this.
3: Look, I think that Endgame had been built up over 10 years. Yes. Um, it had, you know, this whole new fandom that opened up for this thing and now become religious fe- uh, rabid fans. There's conventions to support this, comic books, TV shows that support all of this stuff. James Cameron just had his balls. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. And and his and his idea of being an innovator in three D technology using yeah. graphics. Everybody likes to shit on Avatar, but I mean you gotta give it credit where credit is due. He fucking he fucking made the most expensive practical movie yeah. and yep. and with true lies, and he made fucking this movie, Avatar, with is all CG, and now all the movies are done like this. So um
0: And all original Side, I mean, original could be debated in terms of story, but original yeah. things. Yeah, I, was, original, I wouldn't go original. I mean, not the story, but the IP, the characters. If you think about, right. you know, the Navi and Terminator and Aliens, like all of, kind of not. This is not an he, adaptation.
4: I remember watching Avatar back in 2009, and the reason I went out to see it was for two reasons. Number one, James Cameron was back. Yep. I was like, if James Cameron is doing a big budget release. Yep. I have to go watch. Absolutely. It. Number two he was bringing back 3d and he was like this three, like the technology that I'm incorporating in this film with the 3d, it's a event that you have to see. Yeah, And I, I watched it in 3d and I was like, Oh shit. Like I'm immersed in this world yeah. that he created like this lived up to the hype. So Those were the two reasons I saw it, and then it ended up being a film that's easily palatable to anybody that watches movies. Yeah, because it's a story you've seen a million times. It's Pocahontas. It's but but it's told in it's shown it's displayed in a way that's unique. That's
0: 3D. That's what got me too. And I remember the 3D was yeah, the 3D was a
4: huge marketing thing.
0: Yes, and it was amazing for the time. And now you see a lot of these movies doing that. And I think since
4: it was even, I mean, even now, like compared to now, he did a way better. Like he actually was, was thinking of incorporating the 3D, yeah. whereas a lot of these movies are adding 3D You felt posts. in
0: it like it was around you instead of things being thrown at you. Right. right. It was nuanced. World building. Yes, the world building was great. The fact that he invented fucking plants for this planet. Like, you didn't have to do that.
3: Right. You really didn't so have to invent plants. I'm curious if he could ever, I mean, now that Disney is owning well, Avatar, yes, um, you know, they're going to put their weight behind it. And now, I you know you see James Cameron making nice with Disney. Did you see that? Yeah,
4: when he was bashing the Marvel universe, and, and then he yeah, he put out that, out that thing, thing. So showing them sink the Titanic. But it, it, that changes things. When your boss changes, hey, you know who does kiss. He knows who's signing
0: his right? fucking paychecks now. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, oh, you. Oh, I'm over here now. Oh, good oh, job. Right. Thank you. Yes, I love. Well, these listen, movies.
3: like James Cameron, he was shooting, uh, you know, threes all the time. Nobody in his way. Nobody swatting at him. There's no one gonna get near him. Now he's got a lot of competition. Yep, yep. He's got to he's got to step his game up. So I uh, still
0: think he's the one to bring back original sci fi content, blockbuster style.
4: I was going to add that his. I mean, we'll get into this release schedule, but Disney's banking on him to. Oh, yeah, you know, I mean, he's a big part of their their future in terms of making money, like making one billions of, their, of dollars. Yeah, he's he's an one an of the pillars. Now. He's going to yeah. be an anchor. Before he, yeah. it is literally Marvel films, yep. Star Wars yep. films, yep. and Disney live Cameron. action. Yeah. Pixar and now James Cameron. Like, that's what they're banking on,
0: uh, and like that's billions and billions that's of potential all billions
4: dollar franchise
0: coming in. Before we get to that, it's a great story. One last side note: Do you want to know how much Robert Downey Jr. got paid sure. for Infinity War? Uh, why don't you guys guess? He made. I'll let million? you. Know, I'll let you know this. He made a back end deal, which sounds hot. Yeah. It's not what you think it is. Uh, the, Downey, play the, the Chaz clip.
4: Uh, Their bottom is is very weak. Back end deal go. Downey
0: receives from the Avengers movie. Considering that how much? What's your estimate, Rugs? What'd you say? Thirty million. Hey Anthony, hundred million. Oh shit! You've both ah. underbid and overbid. Anthony's closer. Seventy five million dollars. Sources say he grows oh, shit. for oh, shit. Infinity War that made two billion dollars. Seventy five million
4: for a fucking. I mean, I can't say the guys. Earned it because it's in the end of the day it's acting and it's you know there's lots of people out there that do tougher jobs but I feel like teachers should he be was an integral that. part of he everything. Was, I mean he was and, the and face. his acting throughout the entire franchise has been really
3: good. I feel like if you have to do something ridiculous to make a movie work, yeah, like wear ridiculous makeup, like be in six hours of makeup yeah, every day yeah. you should you know but if you just show up and like just act like an asshole in, in and <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a green screen and a, and, yeah,
0: and a lot of times they just need his face to put him in the fucking yeah. helmet like what are you really doing
3: i but mean he, not that he, robert Downey jr is an asshole but <laughs> tony stark acts like an asshole.
0: but he <laughs> is the franchise he nailed the character he's really the reason this has gotten so big uh for homecoming in 2017 he worked for three days he got five million dollars
2: Oh, oh shit!
0: Yes. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> three days of shooting, five million dollars.
3: Uh, unbelievable. All right, let's. That dude's life changed so much from like th- twenty. The years thing
0: ago. is, he was at the bottom <laughs> of his fucking career before yeah. Iron Man. Like, can you imagine where he? Like, what a turnaround! Yeah, uh, amazing. amazing way for him to clean up.
3: It's amazing. It is such a redemption story.
0: Yeah, for Tony and for Robert. Uh, so the other big news, Disney and Fox uh, have put out a bunch of dates of their movies moving forward. Now a lot of untitled stuff, but we kind of have a framework of what Disney is now like. This has got to be a scheduling nightmare now that they own all this shit. Oh my god! And have to figure out how to not cannibalize, how have to compete with each. Yes. How do you <laughs> how do you fucking do this?
3: They got to just like uh, do programming that is opposite. But a lot of this stuff is in the same wheelhouse. It's in the
0: so same kind of genre. So here's a couple of the big points. Starting at 2022, listener, expect your Christmases to be ruled by Star Wars and Avatar alternately. Oh shit. One year back and forth. Which is fucking crazy. So Avatar 2 got pushed back. It was going to come out 2020 uh, and now it's coming out 2021, Avatar 2. Jesus. 2022 will be Star Wars. 2023, Avatar 3 Christmas. Then Star Wars, then Avatar 4, then Star Wars, then 2027, Avatar 5, December. So for the next almost decade, uh, you guys, it's going to be nothing but fucking Star Wars and Avatar. back, And
4: they're both, they're not really competing. Why why are you saying just those two movies? Wait, I'm going to. I'm I'm going to. What
0: about Stuber? I'm Stuber. Um, Who's Stuber? What about the? But there's a Bob's. That caught my eye. There's a Bob's Burgers movies, too. I'm just starting there with their Christmas releases, which we know makes a lot of money. Uh, the and the other thing is this avatar sequel 12
4: years later comes i up. mean if the i was thinking about this so real quick on avatar there isn't really anyone asking for avatar sequels no, let's no, be honest there's no need for no, it no, there's no need no, for them no, no, but and i was like why are they doing this other than to make money like this is this seems stupid but james cameron is the king of making sequels to movies way later like he Terminator One and Terminator Two had a like, an eight year gap or yeah, something like that, yeah. and he made a sequel to Alien like eight or six or seven years. later. And his
0: sequel movies are always fucking amazing. Really good, yeah. His
4: sequels are arguably but, yes, better than the original.
0: Absolutely. In terms of Terminator <laughs> and Aliens, like those are they're amazing sequels. Like, so if there's anyone to pull it off,
4: it's him. It's him. If he's going underwater, if he's showing us new worlds, it's uh, so odd that that sequels coming out twelve years, thirteen years later, 12, <laughs> 12, 13, 13 years later. later. In this era, when sequels yeah. come out two to three years later,
3: so yeah, it is yeah. very odd. Yeah. But who knows? It could be good. And, and, and I don't fed- think it's. I think it's. I think it's going to be not in a regular kind of sequel that we think about. It's yeah. more like a continuation of this idea of avatars, yeah. like of being able to become something and in another world. Maybe, so it's like yeah. a loose sequel. I well,
0: he may start to serialize it too, with seeing well how what the Marvel movies are doing. The fact that he has five. Yes. Of them. <laughs> how much money are you spending on this? Billions of Not dollars. Like that,
4: but like, how? What? What? What could? Th- where, where is there five, four more stories coming from?
0: How old am I going to be in twenty twenty seven? I can't <laughs> fucking do the
3: math. Will I even want to see this. I don't know. Be, what the about the fact that
0: we are getting three more Star Wars movies, a new trilogy? I don't know if it's going to be. Is that the my friend ben Irwin 11, brought 12, this up? I don't know.
4: Is this the... Ryan Johnson? Is it that, or is it the uh, The Game Game of of Thrones Thrones guys? Uh, We don't know.
0: They both have trilogies. I hope it's the Game of Thrones guys, not the Ryan Johnson guys. (laughs) One. Maybe. But Star Wars ain't going anywhere either, and and at least they're given a year break in between, which should help. (laughs) Uh, New Mutants push back again.
4: Oh, fuck that. Yeah. That
0: movie's never... That movie's still coming out at some point. Now, here's here's the big deal regarding the MCU movies, because... Look, Endgame made $2 billion, but can they really reproduce this? This took 11 years of slowly building this up. I don't see how you reproduce this unless you start again slow and small and build this up for another 10 years to get this hype. But eight untitled MCU movies on the schedule, two in 2020, three in 2021, and three in 2022 – and I think we can largely guess what most of these are going to be and get a good look I at I think what's you
3: coming. can do this, but like we can guess what they are. There's always going to be sequels to things that already came out, like Captain Marvel and shit like that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Black, I think, Black listen, Panther, I think to, that's a given. I think right? 2020,
0: the two movies we're getting, is going to be Black Widow, The Eternals. I think you can pretty much bank on that. They're, yeah. they're both ramping up production on these movies. After that,
4: I'm not sure. Really? I mean, you can go Black Panther. Well, I just don't Doctor know what Strange. order they would do them. Yeah. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel Guardians. Guardians. Those are Shang all getting Chi. stuff. Shang-Chi is a thing. So that's five that we've nailed right there. I don't I mean, think we're
3: going to see any fantastic. And how many more or, are there? There's eight? Yeah, there's eight. eight. There's eight, eight slots. Um, hmm. I think that they're going to go for space stuff because that, see, the thing is, it's like, if you have everything on Earth, yeah, then you're, it, it can get sloppy, right? Yeah. But if you do something either that um, is out in outer space where it's galaxies away, you can do whatever you want. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So they can do Silver Surfer. Yeah. Or they can do yeah. s- shit like that. I
0: mean, they got us used to like grounded uh, superhero movies and slowly moved us into the cosmic, into the multiverse, into the crazy things. And I think that's where it's going to head with the Eternals and just get bigger and just wackier. now we have multiverses and the quantum realm and celestials. Uh, but is this is so look, well, what do you want to see him I don't know here's my question 2020 <laughs> comes around <laughs> I don't know he just completely sides uh, no, but it. what how, I'm trying to think what do I feel about look 2020 it's probably gonna be Black Widow and the Eternals for 2020 and a whole bunch of Disney plus shows I don't know how that's kind of I don't know is that exciting I don't really know
3: I don't I don't feel that excited I feel like and this is gonna sound like really shady but I'm just still like what we should just play spin the wheel of Things that they haven't exploited yet. So, <laughs> okay. uh, you know, they, they're going to try and cover all their bases. Marvel's not stupid. Yeah. They're going to try and go for every market that's been, uh, neglected. Sure. So, you know, who knows what they're going to call out, but they're going to, they're, I, they're definitely been doing these event movies, you know, getting people involved using social media, making things happen like with hype. That's just more than just a superhero movie. It becomes something so I think there's still a lot of room for people to be represented. There's still got a lot of room to make events out of things. And I think Marvel's going to capitalize that. They've been they've been doing nothing but winning with that strategy. So
4: I mean the movies aren't so much of a fatiguing thing for me, but thinking about all the TV shows that are now going to be um FI-He produced, because I know you keep holding on to the fact that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is, is no, part of it. It's not, you're, it's not. you're
0: right. It's pretty much been confirmed <laughs> that it's not uh, But the Faihe
4: stuff seems like it's going to be an integral part of all this stuff. Yeah. And I feel I'm already a, a little overwhelmed by trying to follow up. saturated with yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, what do they have, four shows?
0: I think three or four. Yeah, they got WandaVision. Much. WandaVision. They got Loki.
4: A Loki show. They got Falcon and Falcon Winter and, Soldier. And, which may be yeah. like
0: him figuring out how to be Captain America. Uh,
4: and then some, I was talking to David Taylor on my own show. He said Hawkeye. There
0: may, yeah, there, there may be a Hawkeye show
4: where.
3: So that's a lot. If they man, keep them
0: to like what six if, so. or eight
3: episodes each.
0: That's what it's going to be. They're going to be short, Like run.
3: Sherlock. Yeah. You know how Sherlock comes out in England? Like they, they give you a few episodes and then they tell like a complete story in, in that well, release. Well, Sherlock is, the is great
0: because they're an hour and a half movies and there's three of them or four of them in a season. Yeah. And it's so satisfying.
3: Yeah, they basically. Yeah. They tell you it's a basically a giant movie that they f- split into three parts,
0: and it works. It and, works so well,
3: yeah. And uh, they just do them, and they come out in little chunks, and you're like not overwhelmed by it. You can like watch it in a weekend. Boom, it's done.
0: Well, here, you, I mean, you get to spend six to eight hours with with Falcon and Bucky, and then the, him figuring out if he wants to be the next Captain America or whatever. Yeah, keep
3: it tighter. They don't need to do these thirteen episodes. No, it or should not be. So, anyways, well... Uh, should not be. Should not be. I, when, since when do you talk like I that? Should not it be, should not be, sir.
0: It shan't. <laughs> you ever use the word shan't? I shan't be doing that. I shan't myself. I shan't myself all the time. Oh, shit. Oh, shan't. Uh, okay, last thing in the news real quick. To your comment, Anthony, about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. By the way, new seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. start starts tomorrow when we record. <laughs> It'll be out. Uh, the the first episode of season six. Oh, my six. God. You've did you mention that the whole Ghost Rider thing was happening? This is what I want to get to. Disney oh. has announced that coming to Hulu will be a Ghost Rider and Hellstrom TV show. And then we got further details that Gabriel Luna. They're separate shows or are they together? I think they're two shows and they're going to set up their, uh, what's it called? What's a Hellstrom?
3: Hellstrom is like their version of Hellblazer, which is John Constantine. Oh, a guy uh, who's a, DC. Who's, ah, I see. Hellstrom is uh, Satan's son. He Has a pentagram on his chest and he deals with demons and shit.
4: Okay,
3: sounds very familiar to John.
0: It's it's the it is totally Damon Hellstrom, is there, John Constantine? Gabriel Luna, who played Robbie Reyes, Ghostwriter in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, apparently is coming back, but he's saying this is not the same character from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's gonna be that we're starting over. This is a new iteration. He was good, he was very good. I'm glad to see him back. But, Anthony, to further evidence of what you said, uh, they, they, the showrunners, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are like, yeah, we're not really going to be dealing with the snap or anything over here, so, uh They need to give him a motorcycle. I can't, they, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they're like, we filmed it, we don't know what was going to happen, so there's, you know. Yeah, it's all. It's not a it's thing. Just, I think they thing. should
3: give him a motorcycle. Uh, it shouldn't be Ghost Driver. Go- He's a, a rider. rider. you did it
0: for so they're gonna do a spirits of vengeance branding that'll be all these shows maybe they'll be r-rated maybe this opens the door for the netflix shows to come back speaking of which the punisher jessica jones put out a promo final season season three still coming it will be the last so i there's no date but sometime this year or whenever i'll I'll watch it i'll totally watch it. i'll I'll watch it and it'll be nice to know that this is the last one and like kind of Close it out with one of the better. Yeah, we got to be completest about this shit. Which Me is too. why I'm still watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I was there from the beginning. I will still continue to be there to the end.
3: Oh, I bailed Just out on some of show. Awesome. Yes,
0: I know. <laughs> All right. That's it for the news. Uh, listener, what I have for you next is a pretty awesome pre recorded conversation. I'm going to cut in here. Uh, I talked to this dude, Dylan Hill. Him and his buddy, Clay, they're two young guys, millennials. Doing some amazingly good stuff for a change. Oh shit. Millennials. Yes. Wow. Millennials
3: doing good things. I know, right. For a change. He subbed that in there. I
4: can't wow. believe I like, the, I like the passive aggressiveness <laughs> from him run. He can't ever actually be mean, so he's gotta be a little passive aggressive. That's this is my ammo.
0: Look, these guys are using the power of social media, YouTube videos, geeky fandom, and the hype from Avengers Endgame to help kids with cancer. And it's awesome. it's an amazing, amazing uh journey there on. You know what? I'm just gonna let him tell you all about it. Here it is. The Jock, the Jock and Nerd, Nerd Podcast. Dylan, thanks for coming on the Jock and Nerd Podcast. How's it going?
5: I'm doing very well. How you doing?
0: I'm very good and excited to help you guys uh spread the word of this video series you got. You reached out to us and I and I I read this and I checked it out. It's called One List, One Life, and it's amazing. Why don't you just go ahead and tell the listener, what is One List, One Life?
5: Yeah, so it's myself and my friend, I guess kind of similar to your show. Um, We create a video series where we help cancer patients live out their bucket list. So we kind of took the idea of, you know, there's all these big YouTubers and influencers and viral videos and things like that. What if we did that kind of thing and applied it to... Genuinely helping people, we helped people who you know are facing terminal illnesses experience once in a lifetime moments, and we document that and we share it with people across the world.
0: It's amazing. I've checked out some of these videos, and man, uh, I, pro- I I tear up by the end of every one of them.
5: Really? Uh, that's, I guess that's a good thing. It's a
0: good, no, <laughs> yeah, it's good tears. There, and they're really funny. They're really well done. You guys do a good job. Your personalities are there. You and your buddy Clay. Uh, who is wearing a cheetah costume on the front page of your website and seems to like to wear costumes?
5: Yeah, well, actually, he doesn't really like to wear the costumes, but somehow I I managed to make him be the uh, the fall guy. That's and so we just put him in the costumes. <laughs>
0: uh, that's great. Uh, you you know what? This is amazing. How old of a of a dude are you? I'm 20. Wow,
5: you are yeah. 20. <laughs> just okay. a little baby. <laughs> so
0: let's just say, look, in the age of, you know, crybaby millennials and fire festival influencers <laughs> and toxic fandom amongst geeks of all kinds, you you are someone who's doing something uh, amazing. And it's something where everyone knows someone who is who is affected by cancer at this point.
2: Right, right. You know,
0: yeah. uh, more than one. It is a completely common occurrence. So. I don't even know if I've ever shared this with the listener. For me, on my side, my father, his sister, her son, so my cousin, and my mother-in-law. Wow! All uh, taken by cancer, and that's just the ones I know of.
5: Right? <laughs> really? Yeah. It's it's rough. Uh,
0: what made you guys start this uh, at such a young age?
5: Yeah. Um, well, we were kind of forced to do it, which is kind of a weird thing to hear for a lot of people because um, you know they, we're not this nice. <laughs> by default, we, we realized that um, this was an opportunity for us to make a big difference when a friend of ours, he, um, actually our friend since third, fourth grade, way back when, oh, wow. he was uh, recently re-diagnosed with leukemia. And, mm. and this time, the doctors told him um, he had a year to live. And we spent a lot of time talking. And eventually, I basically just came to the conclusion, you know what, If if we do have a year, We're going to make that year count. And so I dropped out of college, and him and I, um, we started posting these videos, and we said basically, hey, Internet, we have a bucket list of started off with 50, moved to 100, things that we want to accomplish in this next year. Can you help us? And that video, the first video we posted went, super duper viral, um, wow. across all the different social medias at this point, that story has like over a hundred million views, just ridiculously viral. And we were able to do some really incredible things. Um, so essentially, you know, we were able to do like celebrity type things. So we got a shout out from the rock. We met nice. Danny DeVito. Wow. But we were also able to do, um, some really random things. At one point we were doing backflips and helicopters. We got a giant check. We handed out um, food to strangers at like red lights. It's a really silly thing. Yeah. Uh, We did some really cool stuff. Like we went to SpaceX, Um, just a whole bunch of stuff. It's hard to think of specific examples, but really the the most incredible moment was when we sort of planned on crossing number four off of our bucket list, which was to break a world record. And we actually decided to try and break the world record for the most bone marrow donor signups. Wow. Okay. And, and this whole time, we were documenting this entire experience. So anytime we had an idea, we'd say it, and then you know it'd come to fruition, and we'd, and we'd do it. And our community was there the entire time. But for this, we said, hey, guys, we need you to register to be a bone marrow donor, which, for people who aren't familiar, um, that's essentially a surgery. It's yeah. not a super complicated surgery, but a surgery nonetheless. Yeah. We said, hey, on April 1st, we're going to try and break this world record. We need you guys to share this. We did break that record. Wow. Uh, in fact... Over the span of our entire the entire video series, we inspired over eleven thousand people to join the bone marrow registry, wow, which is mind blowing yeah. in itself. But one of those people, we actually still don't know who it is, but a stranger from Europe was the person that my friend needed to get an organ, the bone marrow, and basically um, resolve his leukemia. You know, hits a second shit. battle, and yeah. um, it's as gone as it can be. And that was because, I mean, it's a weird sentence to say, but that was because of our YouTube subscribers
0: <laughs> no, this is because of uh, your, 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 I mean, so that bone marrow saved his life.
5: Yeah. Yep. Wow. And he has since uh, finished up his surgery and, you know, as good as he can be considering he's had cancer.
0: Unbelievable. Is, yeah. And that, and that one number four thing, imagine how many other people were helped and saved by the, the influx of, uh. Well, so when you don't you sign up to donate bone marrow, you have to actually go and donate the marrow?
5: Yeah, so it's a pretty complicated process. It's all genetically based. Ah. So what you basically the the signing up for a bone marrow thing is very simple. You actually you sign up online, you get a cheek swab, and you just swab ah, it in your cheek, you mail okay. it back in, and then with that they use that to um, look at their database of people who need bone marrow, compare that to potential donors, and then if you get selected, they answer a or ask you a bunch of questions. I see. Then if you get through there, yeah. <laughs> then it's, it's a, uh, outpatient procedure. And, um, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, but it's life-saving. It is literally, I mean, we saw firsthand how life-saving it is. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible, you know, because everyone that signed up for that, they watched our videos and they were a part of that. And, you know, young guys like myself, I grew up when YouTube and all these things were kind of becoming popular and, yeah. and all these people yeah. were talking about community and stuff like that. But we really saw firsthand what that meant, and Clay and I—Clay um, is not the one with cancer—but Clay and I, you know, we went through that entire process. We saw what our community did for us, and and we thought, you know, we're not—we can't stop here. We need to keep going, and we need to tell the story about other people and what they're going through. And you know, sometimes people have cancer that we can't raise awareness and, and solve, right? But we can tell their story, and we can tell their story in a unique way, and we can inspire people to realize that. I mean, Clay and myself, we were nothing special. <laughs> I mean, we're <laughs> literally college dropouts. Um, but, you know, if we just put in a little bit of effort, we can make some really incredible stuff possible. So we started reaching out to just cancer patients we, we've we seen online. Uh, the first person we started helping was Lexi. She is from Ohio, actually. We're from California, so it's quite the distance. Um, but we've been helping her for the past year. We've, like, helped her uh, meet a cheetah. She was within <laughs> hugging distance <laughs> of a cheetah. Wow swim with dolphins, um, go to the beach, meet a couple of um, famous people that she was fans of, just a whole bunch of awesome stuff. And then about a month ago or so, we started helping a young boy named Talon, um, who's also going through stage four cancer. And, and really, it, we, we call it live for another is the hashtag we use. The idea is, you know, we're, we're all going through this thing life it sucks (laughs) it's hard for everybody but you know maybe maybe we can do it together and maybe we can all put in a little bit of effort to just do our best and in our case that happens to um apply to helping out people with cancer
0: unbelievable and i love that you're using you know the actual power of social media and community to actually do good and not you know uh, make like a mlm marketing scheme or some (laughs) sort of bullshit social media thing and these lists are really amazing. I, I encourage the listener to go check out the website, One List, One Life, because it's everything from very simple, everyday things to just very ambitious things. Uh, and I love the combination because there's somebody out there that can help you get closer to all of these things on these lists.
5: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it, it's interesting because all the people we've talked about or talked with and, and plan these bucket lists and the things you'll see on our website, these people have actually never thought about making a bucket list. They always say that to ah, us. Interesting. They say, you know, I was given a 17% chance to live and that never even crossed my mind. And we say, yeah, well, th- that's understandable. Here's what we learned making ours. And, you know, one of the insights that we give them is what you just said. Like, it doesn't need to be something crazy extravagant. Sure. It's a small thing. Yeah. And, you know, we like to think of a bucket list as sort of like a almost like a journal in a weird way. It's like, it's, it's a way to tell, you know, what's important to them and, and what, well, really what they want to accomplish, you know, and and who they are.
0: And it's just all, it's really about happiness at the end of all these things. It's like, what would make me just happy? It's something very simple. Uh, Yeah. I watched the Lexi video where she's playing with puppies and I love puppies. And we do a lot of foster dog stuff. And I just like that got to me. I was like, Oh my God. And it's such a simple thing you could do for someone. Uh, is 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 take them to uh, a shelter and have them play with puppies,
5: yeah. And there's there's also some big things on there, (laughs) yeah. So that's what I was gonna ask you. What are some of the
0: what are in your in your opinion, what are some of the most ambitious, biggest things that you would need a little bit of help getting to? Maybe one of the listeners knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody,
5: yeah. So with all of our things, when we're helping people, you know, these people, Lexi and Talon, um, there's things that require awareness, for example. Um, Lexi wants to meet a Marvel actor, which is Mm. part of the story of why I reached out to you. Um, and you know, we could have a billion dollars, but that won't allow us to just get Robert Downey Jr. to, to appear. Yeah. The inverse of that is we need money. Lexi wants to go to Europe. Talon wants to go to Hawaii. Actually, they both want to go to Hawaii. Um, you know, we could have a billion people watching us and they couldn't get them to Hawaii necessarily. So, um, there's kind of big aspirations in different ways. The one that we've really been a lot, focusing on a lot recently for Lexi was to help her meet a Marvel actor. I mean, you know, Avengers Endgame came out, so yeah. we thought it was topical. Yeah. Um, at, one of the things we tried back in August of last year, we tried to watch every single Marvel movie. At the time, I think it was 19 or so. Yeah,
0: I see I see that out of her list. How'd that go?
5: The event itself was awesome. Yeah. Everyone, you know, all the viewers came out and watched. We, uh, we sat on a couch for 48 hours straight it was rough <laughs> but Not it was right. lots of fun yeah um and our goal there was to raise awareness for lexi's bucket list item um we did get some buzz which was awesome uh, unfortunately it didn't really work out so i guess in uh, sort of our typical fashion we said well hey okay let's try another crazy thing um so we uh, we actually tried to sneak into the end game premiere yes
0: i love this this is a <laughs> great video now yeah tell the listener how that went because this is a great idea like you said the awareness, like if everyone bands together, you get a hashtag. You keep tweeting at Marvel Studios and these actors. Uh, somebody's going to see something, and they love doing these kind of things. Yeah. So the awareness yeah. is important. So how uh, how close did you get to this premiere there, Dylan?
5: I'm I'm about seventy five percent sure Bradley Cooper rocked right by me. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> awesome. We had gotten past security, which really wasn't that hard. That sounds way more dramatic really? than, mm. than it was. Um, yeah, I, we had the fancy tuxes and stuff, so it kind of looked like we belonged. Um, the hard part then was trying to get onto the red carpet. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of where we got held up, and, and we kind of stumbled over our words because we were freaking out so much. And I think they, they realized that we definitely did not belong there, and then they uh, they kicked us out. And and it was it was funny. That's pretty
0: close. Um, that's pretty damn close, though. Yeah, uh, we were
5: we were about a, a curtain away. Um, actually, they were on the other side of a curtain was the red carpet, <laughs> so we were very close. That's
0: amazing. And the other thing I really love about your your videos is the transparency. The honesty, like you guys have these goals, and and sometimes you may not hit them, which is fine. It's life; things happen. But you're very honest, and but you tried. It's got to start somewhere. Uh, I can see the effort. It's it's amazing. Which leads to uh, the next thing you got buzz about is renting out an entire theater to pl- uh, for Avengers: Endgame for cancer patients. Tell us about that.
5: Yeah, well, uh, all these sort of Marvel related things have been really to help. Lexi's and to generate buzz and get awareness. This one in particular, Clay and I do this thing. It's actually kind of a problem. Anytime we're alone in a car together, we come <laughs> up with crazy ideas. <laughs> and this is, this is one of the ideas. we were thinking, okay, how can we get... How can we try again to get Marvel's attention? Yeah. At one point, we were planning on getting tattoos on our butts. That's a whole other story.
0: Oh, that could work. But
5: eventually, we came to the conclusion of, hey, what if you know, we, we did the same thing trying to you know, get awareness for Lexi's bucket list, but at the same time, we helped other people nearby, and so we we reached out to a bunch of movie theaters, and we basically said, "Hey, can we rent out a theater? Uh, you know, for Endgame, the most anticipated yes. <laughs> movie of all time. Uh, can you let us just, you know, get a, a screening?" And and so, really, the planning process was just a matter of sending emails and then paying for it, yeah. which wasn't very exciting in itself. But um, kind of along the thing you had just mentioned of you know being honest we weren't able to get that many people to show up uh which is <laughs> it's it's really interesting and i think part of you know when we're telling our stories is the fact that like you said it's o- it's okay to fail yes. and and you we mess up a lot yeah. and uh, like i said before we're stupid like like we don't know what we're doing but you know what we're trying and even if we didn't get that entire theater booked full of cancer patients you know we had a family there, there was a young boy who was going through cancer and he got three hours of, of freedom, you know, what he's been going through. And, and, um, so yeah, it's our experience. We, we really try and articulate that helping these people is a really hot. It's the top of the roller coaster. It's an incredible experience to see these people so happy, but the truth is like, it's just clay and myself and we work very, very hard to make these things possible. And we've, Seen a lot of failure, and we've cried a lot. And you know, while we have those really highs, there's a lot of lows in the in the background. And and it's kind of the same way with cancer. You know, like Lexi's going through her own up and down. She's playing with these puppies, super happy, but like the reality is, you know, she she still has a hole in her chest for where she gets her chemo. You know, it's like it's uh, yeah. We're just trying to be honest. I think not a lot of people are honest on social media. And And we try to be I don't know if it's if it's a good idea or not, but you know sometimes we say, "Hey, we feel really sad right now and, and we let you guys down, and it was suckish, but we're gonna try again next week.
0: <laughs> now, that's a, it's amazing, that's the way to do it. it.'s It's something I really connected with is uh, yeah, you just gotta people can spot a fake, you gotta be real and listen that if one kid showed up uh, for the movie, you you made a difference like that's all. It, it really would have ta- yeah. taken, and, and, and it's such an amazing idea. And, look, there was a, you forwarded me the article at comicbook.com. I know you got some other press. Hopefully this gets some momentum. We are going to do what we can to keep tweeting this out and, and, and uh, trying to get their attention. Uh, you guys are doing this full-time. You mentioned you dropped out of college. Is this a full-time game?
5: <laughs> this is our full-time. Amazing. So, actually, um, people help us out on our site. Basically, it's it's like Patreon, but it's on our site. Right, sure. And, and yeah, people help us out there, but actually um, we don't use any of that money for ourselves. We use it all for the cancer patients. Wow. And um, so the other side of it is us just doing freelance stuff to uh, get this to a level where, where it is a little bit more sustainable. And I think that's part of the honesty factor is this is really, really hard. <laughs> we're full-time YouTubers, which is really a bad career choice, but, <laughs> but we're working really hard. No, um, you, know, yeah,
0: so. you just get stupid PewDiePie money. Would, you know they, they, that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> the sponsors will come out for a guy, you know, trashing video games. But when somebody's actually trying to make a difference, it's a little bit of a tougher climb. But you look, you guys just started. Uh, I, it is. It, it, it takes time, and I think you're getting some momentum. And this just really spoke to me. Like what? What an ama- you, you guys seem so young. What an amazing cause. And like I said, I've been affected with cancer too. So this meet any marvel actor i'm almost feeling like i want to make it a mission of ours to help you guys to help Lexi meet a marvel actor because i don't think it's really entirely that that out of you know it's it should be attainable this
5: yeah i mean really like when we, we had met uh when we were helping our friend we had met Danny DeVito which is a pretty big name that's crazy right? what was he like he it was very interesting I we DeVito. had breakfast <laughs> with him oh my god oh
0: my god breakfast with <laughs> and, devito um,
5: Right. Sort of a, a summary is at one point he um, accidentally put hot sauce on his toast instead of jelly, <laughs> which kind of summarizes oh, the morning. Oh my god, that's the It was a very interesting. Yeah. Um, but that became possible because some really normal person had tweeted at the the crew or uh, the cast and crew of Always Sunny. Yeah, yeah. This person didn't have thousands of followers. Huh. I think they had like 200, huh. and they just sent out a tweet. Yeah, you know, and it's just a matter of if everybody does that. Maybe one person will see it and maybe it'll happen. Same thing, um, you know, when we had worked done, got the shout out from the rock, it's because he got tweeted at. And um, and that's kind of what we're all about. You know, the most common thing we say in our videos is, hey, can you tweet this at this person to make this possible? Because um, that's a lot. You you can (laughs) And
0: sometimes it just takes that one tweet. And I hope the listener is taking notes and will follow through because that is not hard. That's a a, a little bit of time from a bunch of people. Uh, and all of a sudden, you know, they're they're, they're going to be like, "Well, what is this?" and and investigate. Uh, how can mm-hmm. this is amazing? Uh, how can uh, the listeners help? What can we do uh, from our end to help you guys out?
5: Yeah, I think anybody that's listening can go check us out on YouTube, One List One Life, right there. You know, going back to the whole tweet idea, people watching this, people being a part of this. This is really a group effort, and just having people there commenting on the videos and. You know, there's been a lot of times that we've wanted to give up and that we're frustrated, but then we get a comment saying, hey, guys, don't give up. And as much as people are inspired by us, we're inspired by them, and YouTube's a good place to kind of get involved with that. You know, if people really want to get involved, they can head over to our website, and and we have some basically um, levels there where they can, you know, contribute monthly and get free T-shirts, and uh, we can become pen pals, that sort of thing. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a whole... um, a whole bunch of different ways to help. It's just a matter of, you know, how much is each individual person willing to give. And at the very least, we'd love to have another subscriber.
0: Wait, there's positive comments on YouTube?
5: You know, it's actually really interesting. Yeah, we get tons. Very, very rarely do we get negative comments. That's and, and usually when we get negative comments, they're usually something like, Hey guys, uh, this video uh, wasn't as good as your other ones. I'd recommend you do this.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so like a okay, just co- a cool. <laughs> constructive criticism. That's uh, that's great. You want that? Yeah.
5: yeah, yeah. People are wonderful, and and we, our community. It's it's incredible what they've done, and you know what they continue to be a part of, and. Hope and just yeah, I, I love our viewers. it's magical <laughs> you
0: no, know, and you know what community is important and I feel the same way like uh, this podcast has built a great community and I hope uh, that they 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 take some action and help you guys because like I said, everyone has been affected by cancer it doesn't take much to to put a smile on someone's face uh, and I will be making a like a one-time donation on behalf of the show and the listeners. Uh, on your website, well, thank you very uh, much. Because uh, d- anything we could do, you know, we get we we have a Patreon, and the listeners are very generous. And I've been thinking of a ways like how can how can we use some of this to help actually help something? And it's it's amazing. It's kind of destiny that you wrote because my thought was like I want to help. I want to actually do something. Yeah, we make dick jokes and we make jokes about <laughs> superheroes. But I we we have a community, and I want to help. And the next, my next thought was it would be a cancer related thing because of the fact that it's affected me and my family right and then you guys write in and i was like boom they they these guys are clearly uh are doing good in the world on a side note what did you think of avengers endgame you can go full spoilers everybody should have seen this goddamn movie right you know,
5: now it was actually pretty fascinating i had watched it with with my brother and my friends and and we were crying walking into the theater because we were so excited yeah. and walking out i was actually not a huge fan the first time oh really I, I had watched so many theory videos oh, no. See? that mm. as as plot points were happening, yeah. I said like, "Oh, oh, this is gonna happen," yeah. and then it didn't happen.
2: Yeah.
5: I watched it the second. I mean, I cri- I still cried like a oh, baby. Yeah. The entire yeah. <laughs> it, it was still awesome, yeah. but I I wasn't. You know, I think that I liked Infinity War better. Yeah. And then I watched it the second, the third, and the fourth time. Oh, fourth time! And- <laughs>
0: yeah. I've only seen it twice. I'm- nice.
5: Oh, it gets better. It's so good. See, the internet, it's just incredible. It's, it's,
0: it's a little dangerous. Like, yeah, this is great. Anyone can put out a theory video. But it kind of ruins the actual experience. Because now you're going in with, like, it should do this, this, and this. But you don't know what's going to happen. Why don't you just let them tell you the story right. and enjoy the ride? Right. And this movie is a ride.
5: Oh, it definitely, every single time that he gets the hammer, it's just, it's, I always, I laugh as much as I cry because it's just such an incredible thing to happen. I couldn't believe
0: I was actually, I'm watching this. This is happening. Somebody actually made a double page splash page from a comic book come to life. Amazing.
5: I, yeah, I don't even, I've ran out of words. It is. There's there's no (laughs) words. It's
0: amazing. I'm, uh, I'm dying to see it another time. Uh, Dylan, thanks for your time in and, uh, we're definitely going to try to help, uh, promote this, get the word out.
5: Uh, yeah, thank you. Very last much. time,
0: what's the website the listener can find more information?
5: life. dot com.
0: Excellent. Thanks so much, listener. You heard it. Click the links in the show notes. There'll be links to the videos and this website. Help make a difference.
2: After these messages, we'll be right
1: back. What's up, everybody? This is Mr. Throwback Thursday from the Mr. Throwback Thursday podcast. Along with my co-host, Bill. Every Thursday, we bring you classic hip-hop. Classic. <laughs> you know, all the good stuff. The stuff that you forgot about the golden age, pre-golden age, back to the original era. Each week, we bring you hip-hop headlines. so We let you know what's going on with your favorite artists from back in the day. We bring you Wu News. We dedicate an entire segment just to the Wu-Tang Clan every week. Wu-Tang Clan, the fuck we bring you two records One is a one and done One is a record of the week We give you an artist of the month We give you all the classics Classic. Classic. Come and check us out Every week we're on iTunes, Stitcher And at MrThrowbackThursday.com And if you remember nothing else Always remember New school stale Old school Fresh Hey, hooligans! This is Michael. This is Michelle. This is Jeremy from Who the What Now? The show about strange stories from the internet. And Bigfoot came over and beat his ass. Oh my God. He, like knocked him around a little bit, and he just kind of went limp.
4: And Bigfoot left.
0: Pop culture.
5: John Jean- John Jean- Jean- Van Band <laughs> I- <I thought laughs> Jean-
0: John Fod Band gonna...
5: was supposed to be the alien in Predator, mm-hmm. and like did like a jump splits, <laughs> and like ended up with his like badge right in the dude's face. That- that- that's just like, the
3: In our crazy lives. I'm like oh, there's a cat on my back, and then all of a sudden I feel something. I feel a furry paw go down my ass crack. <laughs> Just slide right down my ass crack. I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> you can catch us on all your favorite podcast applications:
1: Spotify,
3: iTunes, Libsyn,
1: iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Yamamas, <laughs> and wherever else you find. <laughs> they have quality podcasts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so don't miss out on the next. Who the what, what now?
2: World?
0: Hey, listener, we have an awesome fan club and you should join it right now. Visit jockinerd.com slash Patreon. There's a link in the show notes right in your app. Uh, and join, it's called uh, uh, Jock and Nerd Plus. Uh, get Disney Plus, <laughs> get Apple TV Plus. We got Nerd Plus. Premium, uh, I wouldn't call it premium content. It's bonus. I don't know how premium it is. It's
4: just more. Yeah, I don't think it's premium, you know, but it it's is more.
0: more. If you like the show and you want more and you you, know, you listen on the day it comes out and you're, you're left empty for the rest of the week, join the fan club. You will get exclusive access to a bonus RSS feed that has every show that comes out here, the spinoff show, this show early, and bonus content, whole episodes, instant reactions, uh, extra yeah. stuff that's cut out. Last week, we announced the winner of our uh, April pledge drive that went great. Thank you everyone for supporting. It was Austin Clements and Austin finally heard the show and wrote in saying, Oh shit. Oh shit. I just listened and found out. Wow. I can't believe it. Heck yes. I'm sitting here shouting jock and nerd, jock and, nerd. and my cat doesn't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> Thanks again for for all y'all are doing right now. I would have geeked out a lot sooner, but it's been a long week at the office. But this just made it all better. Thanks again, hey, everyone.
3: Hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> banana bread at work. Banana Hell yeah, bro.
5: Dude, I got some fucking banana bread at work today, dude. Hell yeah.
3: Banana bread,
0: bro? That's what that's Austin had the banana bread reaction to winning. So I got in touch with him, and he already gave us two movies. Remember? So we're just gonna do them both. It was uh uh Zombieland and Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Okay. Whoa! So we're gonna add that on to the Patreon. New to the fan club this week, huge, huge jockey nerd. nerd. Thank you to a friend of the show. He's been on the show. Our buddy Scott Weinstein just became a five dollar a month hey. patron geek Mooner. Thank you, Scott. have a TV producer. Yes, Scott has been listening to us. Scott has been working on Saturday Night Live as a producer for over twenty years.
3: And he just, long 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 time,
0: time, he just wrote a book called Team of Steves. It's available on Amazon. I will put a link in the show notes. Check it out. It's awesome. Buy it. Use our affiliate link. You'll help him out. You'll help us out. You'll get a great book. Uh, It's a win -win. a wonderful
4: tease next week.
0: Yes. And you may be hearing more, but it's going to be great to have him back next week. We have him scheduled to to hang out. He can talk about his book. And uh, I haven't talked to Scott. I don't think I've talked to Scott since that episode in 2015. Well, I, I certainly haven't. Because You're missing out. I am a shitty friend. <laughs> oh, shit. Remember that? Remember when I used to say that all the time? And the, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I am a shitty friend. So, speaking of bonus content, listener, if you sign up now, there's the kind of shit you get. Instant reactions to every Game of Thrones episode that's remaining this season that came out. And not just one. Rugs and I will record. Anthony recorded with TJ. It's almost two hours of us talking about Game of Thrones and that game.
4: TJ Johnson Quotes. from Voice yes. from the Underground. Shout out. VFU. Yep. Uh,
0: there will also be Chocolate Tane, Tane Reese's order, his movie review for Waterworld on the Patreon. Tane Reese, your order is ready. Pick it up. Fucking <laughs> nerd. Ready to go. And you just heard my interview, my conversation with Dylan from One List, One Life. Uh, also, you will find an extended interview that has some more stories. You can learn more about them. That's going to be up there as a free clip because I want everybody to check out his awesome uh, charitable website. Check out the videos, subscribe. And listener, you guys, on behalf of the show, on behalf of our Patreon supporters, we have donated $100 to One List, One Life, Jockey Nerd, nice. from the Jockey Nerd because they're doing some good shit. It's the young kids actually trying to change the world and make kids with cancer's lives better. It's amazing. Help them finish their bucket list. We're gonna do what we can to help Okay. Yeah, we're,
4: doing, we're doing our job. We're doing everyone's doing well, our look, job. Before we get into um Game of Thrones, yeah. I just wanna quickly shout out two things. Um since it's not in the notes. Uh my spin off show this past week was with David Taylor the second. Yes. I think it's a really interesting conversation. He is a wordsmith. I mean he writes children's books comics music songs um all sorts of stuff he's a really interesting dude really um spiritual dude so i think that was a really interesting interesting conversation about race relations and comics and all sorts of things um so i had him on this past week hopefully you guys check that out and then teasing for next week yeah uh jock talk is making it back its return to the spinoff show with chaz hebert so i'm gonna have chaz i'm pumped yeah me too
0: right on long form jock talk yeah that's good check
4: out
3: it all, a lot of content on that patreon
4: this is all yeah, you get early access to the jock Talks. yes or not the well jock talks when they were we were doing them but it's been off show jock and nerd nation
0: a lot of content cool. in this feed a lot more content in the patreon feed jockner.com slash patreon sign up today okay we are returning continuing with our one week late game of thrones season eight reviews this time episode four the last of the starks here's the Night King. Hey everybody, how
2: are you? What's up? Vladimir <laughs> Fudnik, the Night King of Game of Thrones here. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the joke and nerd. Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 4, enjoy the last season, because this will be one of the best seasons ever.
3: Trap <laughs> yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time!
0: Episode 4, Last of the Starks. Uh, he
4: recorded, what did he, did he re-record every clip or did he just say episode he four, said episode all, yes, five? Yes, he said
0: all the episodes and then I cut it up into
4: uh, six clips uh, of him nice. saying every, right?
0: G- really good use of cameo. Thank you, Santa Claus, for getting that one. Yes. Uh, the Night King, by the way, he has been tweeting a lot of spoilery shit once he was out of the show. After, see, episode three, I don't know if you noticed. Because uh, I don't think he gives a fuck anymore. He's done, uh, Obviously. Yeah, they can't fire him. Oh, what are they going to fire him? He's tweeting out all this shit. I don't know if Maybe a- he has an NDA that he didn't sign. <laughs> he can't sign. He's like, I'm the Night King. I don't sign anything. Uh, Anthony, let's start with you this time. Episode four. Uh, this this It starts with them burning, mourning. They're dead. There's a party. Uh, stuff happens. And then all the pieces end up at the end uh, for the big show off of former Sarah Connors going for the throne. <laughs> you guys, you guys figured Lena Headey and Amelia Clark both played Sarah Connor.
3: That's right, different wow. things.
0: Yeah. And now they're finally getting target and terminating each other. Now, <laughs> uh, what do you think overall of this episode? And what do you think of the direction the show is this season so far?
4: I'm aware there's the sh- these. I think these last two episodes got the lowest scores on Rotten Tomatoes. It's been these. getting divisive. Yeah. Um. Personally, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought this was more of a return to form in terms of character work and um, setting up chess pieces that are going to be really interesting. Um, I enjoyed, you know, seeing the strife that Daenerys has, and I I can relate to that, or I I can sympathize with the fact that you know she's had this destiny her entire life, and it's just been pulled. The rug's been pulled out from under, and she's desperate. She's suffered
0: a lot of loss recently all of a sudden yeah loss after loss yeah after it's lost. it's
4: very relatable to be you know so you think that you this is your this is your life's dream and then you realize that not only is it not your dream it's someone else has a better claim to it yeah. like yeah i'd be real yeah i'd be really upset about that <laughs> um but overall i mean I, I understand some of the criticism i do agree that with it being six episodes things are just moving quick like almost too quick mm-hmm. like there's not enough time to breathe. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, they have six episodes. We still have two left. I'm not a big fan. Like, these weekly reviews for me, especially with Game of Thrones, is tough because Game of Thrones is a big picture show. This is stuff that builds on season upon season of character work. So, to review these week by week and be like, oh my God, like this is the worst episode ever. Yeah, it's hard to It's hard to do. This this, this is not complete. So, overall, though, I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was a little bit better of a return to form, especially in comparison to last week and... I'm excited to see what happens in the next one. At the same time, they are kind of like mini movies that you can, you know, a little bit. But I mean, they're building on things yes. like the, a lot of those scenes don't work unless there's eight seasons prior.
0: Sure, sure. Rugs, uh, what what did you think of this episode? What stuck out? What was the big big moment for
3: you?
4: Hmm.
3: I mean, this is a a chess piece type of a episode where they are moving pieces on the board, like Anthony said. They are positioning things, they're maneuvering things. The biggest things that you see here is Sansa pretty much setting up these uh things to fall later. Yep. So she, she can't keep
0: a secret on purpose. She did that on purpose. Well, absolutely did that on purpose. On
3: purpose. She, did no, that on purpose. Like, she told the person that she knew that was going she was gonna to run tell Veris. Kind of put all this stuff in motion yeah. um that was going to actually force the hand and Create this scenario that Daenerys is fearing, Um, and uh, of course, uh, Jon Snow. He should have kept his mouth shut, but he didn't. Well, but you know, like I don't know his character. I don't know why
0: Daenerys would think that he would. She asked him, you know, please don't tell anyone you're Aegon Targaryen. The truth is going to destroy us.
3: But she knows together. The thing is, they could easily rule together, but they're writing it so they can't do it. And that's what frustrates me because like they could easily solve this problem like they both have a claim to the throne, they both yeah. want to be together, they can be and why' it got to be one person? and uh, they can totally rule together
4: Well I think the reason I'll try to explain it yeah. and, you know you, you can disagree with it. Um, I think what they're getting at is that if they ruled together, everyone would still just accept John. Because John has grown up in Westeros. He, the people love him. He has actually the stronger claim to the throne. The whereas, North loves him. Right. Whereas Danny is a foreigner, basically. Yeah. She's grown up in Essos. She's come over here and said this is her birthright. Yeah. But she's come over with a foreign army. She's a woman. They, they very much emphasize that it's a man that would get more support. So I think that's where they're going with that. Even if they were to co-rule, it would be John's rule. And Danny's ego can't handle that. Right.
0: I love seeing Daenerys like we were not sure they're going to mad queen her. But in this episode specifically, you slowly see her getting more and more agitated. And then at the end, it's straight up rage. I love in the beginning. Well, first of all, she she makes Gendry the lord of what is it? Storm's end.
4: Yeah, she plays her her biggest chess piece right off the bat. It's amazing. It's forgotten right right away.
0: It's like he's like, I'm a bastard. She's like, no, you're a lord because I fucking told you who you are. And uh, great move on her end. He's going to be loyal to her. And then uh, I love the moment where Gendry's like, goes to Arya, of course. I want you to be my queen. I got this. And she's like, I'm not a lady. I was never going to be a lady. I'm sorry. And I just felt bad. She just wanted that Gendry D. And then now she's moving on. (laughs) Uh, And then, but then you see the, the free folk uh a tourman going uh john you're a fucking king riding that dragon did you see him up there and everyone is celebrating him and then you see her getting mad like i heard you know marge simpson's grumble on the simpsons like i almost heard her going yeah it, it has mad. to be
3: the free folk to do that because that's bad form anybody who's from winterfell right they, wouldn't they don't do know that. the etiquette yeah so it has to be the free folk I don't know why Daenerys doesn't go, like, they're free folk. They don't know any better. Yeah, why does like, she not give really a fuck? Part of, should, they're, not, they're not even going to be under my rules. She, so yeah, she the should the have been like, here. oh, that's cute.
0: They don't know what they're yeah. talking about. But
3: no, oh, little, these little things. And then by the end of the episode, she loses
0: her fucking uh, a closest advisor. And she's down a goddamn dragon. And I have a lot of issues with the last 20 minutes of this episode. Because while the beginning of it was great Game of Thrones, great side conversations, Tyrion and Varys having that conversation... Where Tyrion's like, I'm, you know, I'm behind Daenerys, and Varys is pretty much, bitch. I don't trust that. I don't trust that girl. I don't trust that girl, bro. Well,
4: even Tyrion's a little like, Ugh, now no. he's on the edge. Uh, I want to, when we get before we get to that twenty minutes, yeah. I want to just say that Sansa told him that. But you have to just keep in mind, Sansa. Remember that she goes, the Hound goes. You know, you could have could have escaped all that if you would have just came with me. And she's like, but this is what made me basically who I yes, am. Yeah. And a big part of who she is is that she learned from Littlefinger.
0: Oh yeah. She learned how to maneuver. I'm, manipulate. I'm very people. much
4: enjoying her character this year, this season. And that's not something I could have said no the past six or seven. The, uh, seasons.
0: You know, a person, a character who's been a victim the whole time. And you just feel like, Oh, fucking Sansa. One thing ever. She, when she, when little like took her, you could see her learning things from him. And, and
3: yeah, the thing is, it's like, she's, she was like a bitch. Like, how do I use the knife in the other episode? Uh, yeah, like, you stabbed. What do I do with this? She's like, well, I am like, they they they, they inconsistently write with her. The point that's what I am saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they they should have like not written that that line. Like that she knows weird. how to use it. It's a fucking knife. Like how dumb yeah. it. Like you're not that dumb. Uh, <laughs> so they sometimes they write her like this fucking mastermind, badass, and then they write her like a bitch, like, she doesn't know how to use a knife, it's like, it's just inconsistent.
0: The line was a callback to the first episode where John gave Arya a needle, he said the same thing to, to Arya.
4: Yeah, he's like, yeah, it was, it was a pointy. mishandled callback, I'll agree with that. But, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, wrong person to be like, I don't want to use a knife. It's the
3: wrong time. <laughs> right. It's just, the wrong time. Now you're yeah, asking? Wrong time, right, right. Thought Like, this- if she pulls the knife out, like, when she pulled the knife out to, like, protect Tyrion, yeah. that's kind of badass, even though people didn't know what that was going on in that scene but like so now anyway we're, we're, we're past that and now uh she's really the, like the ultimate badass
0: what uh anthony what would you think of the whole Jamie Brienne hooking up situation
4: i mean i thought it was fine like they've been building towards this this entire time i mean it's been this un you know unspoken love that they've had so i thought it was perfectly fine it was well within their characters i have to admit and this is just me being a little bit um I don't even know what the word is. I'm not attracted to Brienne. Yeah. So when she was starting to take off her clothes, I was in a room at a watch party and me and a few guys were like, Oh no, please. No, don't, don't show this either. Dude, we had, we had literally had the same reaction that when Aria started taking off her clothes, Wendell and Christie is actually,
0: I saw an interview with her where she was sitting next to another uh, cast member, but she had her hair down. She had lipstick on. And I was like, I didn't recognize her. I was like, wait, who the fuck is that? And I was like, holy shit, that's Brienne. She's beautiful. Uh, she's actually very attractive.
4: I don't know. I just the She's play, been played up as like the big yes. like tomboy big yes. sister
0: type. Is the big woman around. Right. <laughs> Perfect for Tormund, who's never going to get to hit that now. But is that not a definition of a fuckboy Anthony? The way he left her ugly crying outside in a robe uh, at the end of that scene? I, I
4: think that was like, so a lot of people, I saw some stuff. Uh, and man, the internet is just crazy. It ter- people, certainly people, is. People, People were like, "Oh, like that's such a they they <laughs> they ruined Brienne. She's this uh, yeah. now. She's just this crying bitch, like, and she's just so- sobbing over this dude." I'm like, "I didn't look at it like that. And I just looked at it like Jamie is going to go back to King's Landing, and I think he's going to fucking try to kill Cersei." Yeah, well, so that's,
0: which way? I wasn't sure. Is he going back to be with her, or is he going back to be the queen slayer?
4: I, that's what I think. I know. think he's going to go back, and I think that's the way they're writing it is that they he's going to go back to at least attempt to be an honorable person and stop this war because by killing the queen. he
0: at that moment he hears what happened.
3: You don't really know though. You don't yeah. know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I say you got to you got to let this stuff play you gotta out. You got to let it yeah. play out. But uh I did
0: love that line where she's like you're a good person and he's like am I really? There's yeah, all the horrible shit the things, I did. Yeah. I'm not really a good person. And she kind of I feel like she kind of wanted to save him. And uh and he he just wasn't didn't want to get close. I don't know. I'm glad uh, he got to pop her cherry, I guess. I oh, I shit. think, I think it's,
4: it's too obvious. So I think it's too obvious if he goes back and he just goes back to her. Like, that's just too obvious. Yeah. I also think it's too obvious that Well, you would undo Dan- his whole character arc if he goes back right. to Cersei. And I think they've, they've been building up to Danny being the Mad Queen. And I think that's too obvious, too. I think she, they're going to swerve us at the end and she's mm. going to have a like a moment of epiphany where like I'm becoming like my ancestors. So I need to break the wheel.
3: I don't think that I don't think he ever makes it back to King's Landing.
0: Oh, she, yeah. Rugs doesn't think he even makes it back there.
3: No, I think Arya's is going to kill him. I heard. I've heard there, that. And uh, take his face and then get in there and kill Cersei. How would you feel about that? Well, she's on his list. Jamie is. Yeah, he's on his I list. I think there's he's only on three list. people left on this list. I don't think
4: Jamie is. We'd have to look that up. Cersei in the Mountain she, she does, definitely is. She Cersei doesn't want to m-
3: kill the guy who threw her brother out a window? Well, I, yeah, I why wouldn't so. she? Really?
4: I think it was Cer- the three last three people, and I might be wrong. Yeah. It was Cersei, yeah. uh, Illyn Payne, who chopped Ned's head off in the Mountain.
0: Illyn Payne is still alive?
4: I don't know if Illyn Payne is still alive. Mm. I don't know what the ha- hell he? happened to Illyn Payne. What's he doing? I don't think he's on the list. I've heard that rumor that she's going to kill Jamie and, and become Jason. Be- I just I just don't see like what's the payoff to her killing Jamie. Like I don't other than like her. It, then he just becomes someone that's used. Well, and they never had a thing like they never interacted. It, it, yeah, there's it, it would be so It wouldn't make any sense.
3: Well, She wants to kill Cersei. Yeah. Right. So if she has to do that by any means. Maybe oh, I, don't maybe know. I just, just but those mm.
4: characters have just never there's no build up to her and right the conflict between those right. two.
3: They don't really have a beef aside from him. I mean, maybe she doesn't kill Jamie. Maybe she. Well, does she have to kill him to assume his face?
4: I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think, good. I think you have to kill him. Oh. The
3: only, but there wasn't a ton of build up
4: to Arya killing the Night King, and they did that. Yeah, that shit came out of nowhere, Michael Jordan style. Uh, so
0: some of the distances and times was a little confusing because while wow, the whole do f- think about fleet it, fleet made it there. So still, though, on the road to King's Landing from Winterfell, you have Davos and Jon who left first. Then you have Arya and the Hound who left later. And then you got Jamie by himself also on the fucking road heading the same way.
4: Just seems weird. Like I thought they, they were gonna would get there first before. There, there is really no good perception of distance or time in this universe. Because I've heard that Westeros is as big as South America. Oh, that, jig? I thought it was more like, like
0: uh, England, but the I've UK. But I've also heard it's England. Yes. yes. I it, don't know. It looks a lot like Europe, like England, and then off to the The, the, the east. latest
4: thing I read on The Ringer, which does a uh, weekly stuff on yeah. Game of Thrones, yeah. is that they said it was supposed to be as big as South America. South of Holy shit. Well, now you're just fucking changing things. Yeah, (laughs) I bet there there is really I mean, they do a really bad job of telling you what the passage of time and distance is.
0: Yeah. And there's six episodes and they got to fucking get there so we can fucking move some plot around. All right. So, look, my biggest issue with this episode and kind of this whole eighth season is that it seems to be missing a lot of the the nuance that the first six seasons had. And maybe because they're out of book and they got to wrap this up. While I love the beginning of this episode, all the conversations, the last twenty minutes seem to be a lot of stupid decisions made by characters that I just did not understand. What the fuck was going on? And this show has never given me a scene where I'm like, What what, what just happened there? Why did she do that? Usually, example. give me an example. Okay, in this, there's a lot of examples. You're telling me you got dragons, and you have no idea what, what that you're fl- flying into an ambush. You wouldn't go ahead and check. Like, it's obvious you're going to be ambushed. This dragon, the magical Night King with his magical staff, took one dragon down. But now fucking you're on Greyjoy, which is plain old giant scorpion spears, is, to, is hitting this dragon twice? Like, how he can aim it twice? And then, and well, then... Let me, can I rebut, yes. rebuttal that? Okay.
4: I, I agree. Like, that her being on a dragon and not being able to see that, being ambushed while she's... Who knows how high in the air is, is, is kind of bad writing. Um, but... They have had a ton of time. Okay, we don't know how much time, but it seems like they've had a ton of time to build these dragon-slaying arrows. Um, the scorpions are bigger. The scorpions. There's the scorpions are more. way bigger. They yeah. have a lot more. So they've known about dragons for a while, and they've been prepping for a long time. So, yeah, it might be difficult, and I'll give you that. It might be difficult to hit a moving thing in the sky, but they have been prepping for a long time. Right. To okay. See, the only
3: yeah. thing that I that I would just throw in there is that this happens as they're about to get to Dragonstone, that's where the ambush would be. Right. So you would think that they would be a little bit more, I mean, these are dragons. They, they fly and hunt. That's what they do. Right. That they would actually see something, but okay. They have the element of surprise. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give them that olive. Okay. Frame. Second question.
0: After that happens, Danny is pissed because her dragon just went down. She proceeds to fly straight at the fleet of your own gray joy, at which point they all shoot at her. And miss, and miss. Conveniently, she doesn't draw Them, she just turns around and flies away. I was like, oh, "What? Shit. What? What? What are you doing? What is this?" Yeah, very. <laughs> and they all of a sudden,
3: they all of a sudden shoot like uh, like people in in uh, all these. Uh, and then they, des- arrows. they destroy the fleet. W shows. Yes, they yes. Missed.
0: What is this arrow? Yeah. What is this arrow? Stephen Amell's arrow rules. Yeah, and then Daenerys is there with a small like. There's like 50 troops standing there, and Tyrion goes. To reason with Cersei, which I don't understand why anybody thinks they can still reason now, with Cersei. The
3: scene prior, yes. the boat and the dragons were fucking really far away from each other, and they are able to, to wing it while flying. Now they have the height advantage, and the dragon is on the ground. The dragon is in the background, afraid. Closer than it was in the sky and not, before. A sense. And they don't shoot it. Look,
0: Cersei's <laughs> been trying to kill Tyrion this whole time. He was right there. The, the Danny was right there. She could have killed them all right there.
3: Yeah, I, I
4: agree. the The only thing I can think of is I I think back to when um, John Snow and Ramsey met back in uh, like season six. Yeah, and they discussed the the, Yeah, they yes. discussed the There's terms of work. Let's have a so pilot. the only thing I can think of, and by no means do I think Cersei is that diplomatic. But I think she's a conniving bitch, and yeah. if she had it, if that if she was written correctly, she probably would have taken out Danny right then on the spot. Yeah, the yeah. only thing I can explain it is. There's rules of war, ah, and this is this is what they follow. Yeah, we're, we're gonna you're gonna get a chance to prepare. There, there is there is no there it, when you're that high of a level. There's no guerrilla warfare. You you if you if you're duking it out fairly, you you talk about the terms of engagement. You give someone a okay, chance to surrender, okay, I can, and then you go out in an open battle. I can kind of buy that because they had
0: the higher ground, they had the advantage. There is
4: precedent for this,
0: so they need to line up, square up, even, and then go. Right, well, That's that. what
4: Ramsey and John did, yeah. and John was like. Let's do it one-on-one. She's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, We're, doing not- it. We're doing it tomorrow yes. on the battlefield. We're
0: doing it the correct way. But it gave that awesome scene of Missendei's death
4: where she... I mean, Tyrion... Did you see how the internet was uproar about that? Uh, why? They're like, you sacrificed a person of, the color, person character of color yes. to prop up a, a Caucasian woman?
0: <laughs> it's fucking Westeros.
4: I don't know. That's how they wrote I, I was just like... Grey Worm's this- still
0: around.
4: I, yeah, I was just like... It- what this is like <laughs> it, it's, if anything that's it's
3: yes, her friend it's just her friend it doesn't not, matter that she's a person dead? of color yes
0: <laughs> just happen. it's fantasy people this is
4: fantasy. They're like you killed another person of color who happens to be also be a woman to prop up another character i'm like listen that's not just, it.
3: this is just opportunistic rage they're like they're friends, yeah. they're friends. and <laughs> like she's this,
4: killed by a woman so this this enhances the rivalry yeah. between these two
0: I love the, her last words being Dracaris as, as if just telling Daenerys, like, burn all this shit burn down. Burn the fucking, fucking shit take down. Him down. And that look, Daenerys, the last shot of her walking towards the camera. Oh, it's great. Oh, my God. The way you just yeah. see it building and building. You know who else was gonna, uh, did some great acting this episode? A fucking coffee cup. Oh, shit. Uh, in, in the scene. Uh, did you catch oh, that? Oh, the yeah. fucking coffee cup.
4: That is unbelievable.
0: So, look, this is a big show. I did
4: not catch it live, but that is... No, don't don't defend that.
0: There's been a that
4: is unbelievable.
0: <laughs> this show, I have an article here. There's been a bunch of goofs on the show. There's times where a power cord was showing. There's one scene in uh, Battle of the Bastards where John jumps on his horse and you can see his his sword is completely rubber wobbling around, like stuff like yeah, that I've happens. Seen that.
3: Yeah, but okay.
0: but and they've taken they've taken out the cup digitally now. But I can't believe everyone missed that. Even more shocking, we- Weiss and Benioff. We're in that scene playing free folk. They were standing right there where that fucking cup they were in the scene and missed it also. Now you know Westeros is gentrified when there's a Starbucks in the crypt and i'm imagining I heard it was
3: just like a, a craft uh, it was it was
0: craft services but it would be nice next episode you see some hipsters and strollers in the background it, like whatever it, it, it
4: looks like a i mean it's a coffee cup 100 right. it, and it looks close enough yeah. to a starbucks yeah. topic it's just I mean, that it was unbelievable sleeve, I, was I didn't like, believe it yes
0: but like Amelia uh, clark is facing that direction like you don't think she'd be like was that was that a take were you filming that this fucking cups right here
3: Uh, do we need to redo this
4: shit happens it's just it's one of those things where just it's it's funny that it made it all the way past
3: you can see airplanes sometimes yeah they don't it. yeah if you're watching gladiator there's a plane in the also in their in
4: their defense
0: I will say I watched the behind the scenes about that 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 dinner scene and they did that live with all these people choreographing cameras there was a lot of moving parts a lot of extras a lot of shit going on they missed a fucking cup Uh, fucking
4: happens I, I will give you this, Simran As yeah. you pointed out, yeah. a lot of I and I think I said it earlier, but I agree. Like, I think this season could have used eight or ten episodes. I think. I, so, I think yeah. they're move, it's moving they just, a little too fast. There's too much pressure to move mm-hmm. through this stuff too quickly. They're not letting enough of the, no. enough of this stuff breathe, and they're not mm-hmm. thinking through some of these decisions. Feels it Feels, rushed. It feels yes. a little
0: rushed Like they needed Daenerys and Tyrion to get to like the King's Night Landing King dying was yeah. rushed.
3: Yeah. Uh, this now. Hurdling towards Cersei is now rushed. Uh, you know, we're now. I mean, look at the. They're they're like kind of chopping down everything, <laughs> so like the battle is more even. I guess I don't know.
4: My friends pointed out, and I and I disagreed at first, but I was like, they might be right. That scene where John tells, um, Arya and, uh, Sansa that he's well, he makes brand he makes Brand tell him. Well, he makes Brand tell him. Mm-hmm. So he technically didn't well, we, tell we, them we probably should have seen that happen. Ah, right. I would we have been probably, great, have, yes. Cause we probably should have got their live reactions yeah. to that. And some like, and some back and forth, like, wait, what? Like some discussion, but we didn't, they cut to that. They cut that because there's not enough time and time. Listen, yeah.
0: they've done this several times. That is a great point. I would have loved to see that the other time that they did this, that really got to me. Remember before battle of Winterfell, Tyrion asked brand to tell him everything he knows. And he's like, I have a lot of time and I wanted to hear that conversation. No, they cut away. What was that conversation? Does Tyrion know everything because of what he was talking well, to Bran? Th-
4: that, I think, was a little more strategic because I think he, Tyrion might come back later with knowledge that we're like, oh, shit, he told him that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do think the Stark's reaction, the closest Stark family member's reaction to him being a Targaryen that, should have been yeah. shown.
0: And I, I kind of love that whole moment after the meeting where Arya's like, "John, we need a word. because like, oh, We're like, we're the last of the Starks. What are you doing? Uh, and then he makes brand, but I I wanted I would have loved to
4: see their reaction. Let me ask you guys this: I asked TJ a philosophical question yeah. based on John. What's what's more noble, John, who can absolutely never tell a lie,
0: <laughs> to a fault,
4: yeah, to a fault, but he can never tell a lie, which is a noble thing, yeah, or Ned, who kept a lie, kept a lie from John this entire time. He was really good at them. keeping secrets, right. No, he wasn't great at keeping secrets, but he kept that one. He kept the one. The one mm. that he knew was. I mean, mm.
3: look, the truth is not a pretty thing. And if you tell the truth, a lot of times you're going to get in trouble. Is it more mm-hmm. noble to keep a promise, though, or to tell the truth? I mean, look, there's people right now who tell the truth and they're called all kinds of names because they're saying things that people don't want to hear.
0: It's mm-hmm. And it's similar to people on their deathbed that have been through big shit. Maybe like you know, like the JFK assassination, and other things, and revealing things in their final moments of life. But even in Ned's final moments, so he never revealed. Them. No, he did, and he, he. I mean, yeah, he's like the next time we meet, we'll talk. I'll talk about your mother. Like he, maybe he was gonna tell him. But ah, what is? I think John. I mean, they're
4: both. It's a. It's a question that there's no right answer No, to.
0: and i think john's fucking pure honesty I think everything's got
4: conditions. is can be yeah. really uh have problems It can the be way, problematic. the way um tj answered that he's like i think it's john just because he could never lie to family and he, tj was saying i could never lie to my wife mm-hmm. about anything like even if it's something that might hurt even someone else it i can't destroy be a lie. her or hurt someone else right it's mm-hmm. just the, the fact of lying hmm Interesting. I don't know. Yeah, but if you no.
3: do something fucked up, and they tell the truth about it, does it make you noble? So no. it's like, yeah, I, uh, I killed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> do you come clean and yeah, ask well, for
0: forgiveness? Like, does that yeah, does that know. make up
4: for it? I don't know. Yeah. I was just thinking about the John's character. Yeah. I'm like, man, that motherfucker can but never. That's your tell a uh, lie.
0: that's your like major like major religions conundrum. Like a lot of them are like, look, if you do bad shit and you just ask forgiveness, you're fine. So what? I can go around murdering people and just ask for absolution, and now I'm a good person. I mean,
4: not to that not to that extreme, no? run, but. But you I'm are looking I mean, yes a yes if you repent uh, yes <laughs> if you were if you own your your sins you you are a much more considered mm-hmm. a much better person than someone that does yeah
3: it. but you still did the thing I don't know. right uh-huh. well listen you got to have some kind of way to redeem yourself yeah. you make mistakes yeah. it depends on how big that mistake is and whether you meant to do it or uh, whether you've learned from that and you realize you're an idiot and you hate that part of you that did that shit. And I mean, I think,
0: will we get another, like a concrete redemption for Jamie Lannister before
4: he dies? I mean, we've already gotten a little bit of it because he rode north by himself, right? Yep. Yep. And he fought, he fought alongside the Starks against an army that no, he never got
3: to really see it, but yeah. 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 yeah, I
4: mean, but you never, you know, at least he got to do it. (laughs) You saw some of it. You saw some of it. And the fact that, um, you know, he was fighting alongside the family that, ruined
0: and i i love theon's redemption was great it's still sad like i wish they had a moment to tell him like you're
4: a stark and you know Did you see uh his wikipedia alfie allen no. for a short time it was like la la, la la. also played theon Greyjoy. theon is a good man oh <laughs> you're a good man theon it was written in his in his bio
0: and again is bran ever gonna fucking do anything in any of these episodes ever again what no. what are they what is he doing? What is his point place in all this now?
4: I think they've got stuff planned for
0: Brandon. Or was that it? Was him was he just there to spill the beans on the Targaryen? You know what family? it seems
4: like? And I've read this somewhere, but it seems like now that they've gotten away from the books, yeah the 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 writers Weiss and Benhoff, yeah. right? Yeah. Are really trying to distance themselves from the fantastical elements of Game of Thrones yeah. and they're really trying to focus on the the practical stuff, like the the, the human relationships like they resolve the Night King stuff yeah. and they put Bran in the background and the dra- like they're I getting see. rid of the dragons. Yes. Like they're like, let's get rid of all this fantasy stuff. Get let's back just make to this about the throne. Pure Game of Thrones. Well,
3: they're making all the magic go away. And right. That's the end of the magic. Uh, so, and then also there's stuff about
0: Amelia Clark going, episode five, there's something crazy Huge, that happens. Yeah. Watch it on the biggest TV you have. And you know what? Like I saw another thing, Rugs. We were talking about this on our Patreon. Could there be more dragon eggs? Or is that really the last dragon? Mm-hmm is drogo maybe not a male and maybe gives birth to eggs i don't know they could definitely use some more dragons because i think
4: Rhaegal is actually he's dead dead like definitely do you, do dead. you guys think we are uh we're not we're, we saw the last of torment giants being and samwell
0: i don't know it seemed like we wouldn't see them again they're going north they don't want have he anything said, to do ah, with yeah. this and they took ghost who was amazing and ghost survived and the fucking dragons didn't he's got one ear bitten off
4: johnny just doesn't doesn't want to pet ghosts before he goes. Well, it cost. Apparently, it cost too much money, and then they yeah. spun
0: it as like we thought this was more powerful. When really it was like, yeah, that's kind of expensive to have him interact with the CGI fucking wolf. We've already got dragons and all this shit. <laughs> He's just gonna look at him from afar. And go peace out, bro. You're it going like with Tormund. Seemed like this was the end for those guys, right? Characters.
3: And Gilly and That'd Sam. Be they couldn't get like a Samoyed that he can pet from the back. That's all, that we yeah. You get a yeah. dog
0: like Roma. I got a Samoyed. Yeah. I, you could yeah. use my epileptic blind cataract diabetic dog. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a small double. thing,
4: but I, I definitely would have thought within John's character, he'd be a little more emotional. A little nuzzle dog. or something would have been nice. Uh, yeah.
0: But uh, Sir, look, I kind of like how Cersei, Daenerys, and Sansa, to some extent, they're all kind of becoming the same person. They're all women who don't like people questioning their authority. They want to rule. They've done bad shit. I don't know. I don't
4: think Sansa wants to rule, but she's very distrusting. She
3: realizes that she can. Yes. And she might be the best person to do it because she feels like everybody else is compromised.
0: I saw another graphic, Vegas odds. It still has Bran, number one, Sansa, number two, Hmm. end up on the throne, according to
4: Vegas. Well, where do you think it's going? Where do you guys... We guys, I mean, okay. this is the, the, it's always the penultimate I'm still episode.
3: In, I'm in the, I'm in the tank for Sansa because now they could be doing a swerve. They could be making it look like, like what happens is sometimes if you're a really good writer, you drop things that make it look like this is happening, right. but you're not being too obvious about right. it. But to somebody who's savvy might say, okay, I'm seeing this in the, the tea leaves here that they're setting up Sansa to be this, this leader um she's nowhere near where the shit's gonna go down yep right she's staying at winterfell yeah Yeah, she stayed there uh if they all kill each other, exactly (laughs) then she (laughs) can roll in and take it and i think Hmm. she kind of
4: is thinking that like wouldn't be a a terrible idea
0: i I have i have no i I have no idea sansa i'm still i don't know where this is gonna go
4: i asked tj this and i'll ask you guys we're four episodes in two left yeah Is it any way possible for them to stick the landing granted knowing that everyone in their in the world is watching this and has their own expectation for how this should go
0: as every week has gone by. I have become
4: the feedback's been like negative. I have become
0: incrementally less confident that they are going to stick this landing as the Mm. weeks have been going.
3: I feel like the same way because unless
0: they do something fucking crazy in these last two episodes, but how you only have so much time, but then I mean, go ahead
3: like uh it's one of those things where you have to accept the moves that they're making right. mm-hmm. like like kind of like we did with when we watched endgame like we knew that they were making moves that we didn't agree with but we had to go with it because it was giving us what we wanted mm-hmm. here like they're making moves but we're not accepting like we're not getting the payoff that we want. It's not so it's, satisfying. You can there's a conflict. You can, there's a, there's a conflict you can do these big swerves, but ultimately, just
0: like endgame, this needs to be satisfying. You have there needs to be some kind of satisfying feeling, some
4: closure. Well, that's a thing. That's a thing, though. Is you you say satisfying? I don't know what and that and is. And I, though I'm agreeing with you guys. Yeah. I and I'm slowly getting convinced that I don't think it's possible for them to stick the landing. But you mentioned satisfying. Mm-hmm. Like what's satisfying for you is going to be satisfying for. Joe over there that's watching this in Idaho. You know, like, I don't think... I mean, you know, especially with the structure of it being six episodes, I I just don't think they have a... They're they're not going to be able to please everybody, I don't think.
3: Well, I think about Lost. Okay. All right, did you ever watch Lost?
4: I didn't watch Lost, but I know that no one was happy with that.
3: All right, yeah. Well, basically, we all saw it fall apart Mm -hmm. as, as it was coming to an end. And then, basically, what we knew... the what it was the whole time they end were they were denying ended up being the ending, and it was so rushed and it was so like not satisfying that that made me hate that show like I don't even want to ever even talk about it again like as far as watching it and how I was like how could they just ruin something that that had so much potential? Um Are you seeing I don't similarities? Gonna, no, okay. I don't see it as not as bad. Okay, I don't think it's gonna make me feel like I hate this show because I don't. I think it's uh, it's still this on such a high level went all the way till the end mm-hmm. and there's no twist I don't think that's like where this show is not what you thought it was the whole time so that's like the ultimate failure where you're like think the show is one thing and then all of a sudden they tell you this it's this mundane thing that 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 it's not listen
0: mm-hmm. hBO has been in this exact spot before during the, the sopranos, final yeah. season of the sopranos another same thing how do you Nail
3: the ending. I look back on Sopranos like fondly though, even though that ending was fucked up. I really think there's no way to end that show. I think David Chase is it was kind of a brilliant
0: way because like you just said, Anthony, you're not gonna be able to satisfy all tastes. What did Chase do? Here's the end, cut to black, it ends however you want. You right. feel it like, like there's really endings are hard. There was really no other way you were gonna end Sopranos and Tony Sopranos journey well, that listen, was gonna
3: I- please everyone. Battlestar Galactica did the same thing. Battlestar Galactica ended the series with this very controversial ending, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you either had to be on board with it or you did it. And, uh, you know, years later, I was kind of like perturbed by it. And now like I, I, I accept it because it's, so if this ends up being like that where it's like, okay, they, they, they rushed the ending a little bit. They, they, it wasn't as satisfying as it could be, but they really, tried to give everybody a good end, mm-hmm. a good character end or whatever, then it might not be a, reach the expectations that we have, but it'll still be good. And then we'll still be able to look back on this as like pretty much the best series ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to fall short of that. Uh, like Lost did. Like lost like completely no, lost, shit, undid any yeah, kind, any, yeah. any kind of good yeah. feelings that I had yeah. about it. I don't think it's possible... Or game of thrones it's to wonder be... that much it'll just be like a little short of what we want
4: i, hmm. I could see that Short of the, the, the thing that i can say that will de- them defending game of thrones on is i agree they're rushing stuff and yeah. some of the payoffs to these things aren't what we're expecting yeah. but my confidence in game of thrones to at least provide an ending that i'm like okay that's good enough is the fact that i still think most of the characters on the show are acting the way they should be acting. they
0: are yes
4: yeah like, no one's being written in a way where I go, who is this person? Right, Why well, they would you know, never not, do not that. Not too
3: much, yeah. at least. Well, it's just an uneven here and there. But it like, is uneven not, this season. Definitely uneven. It's not uneven. bad. It's not, it, look, the criticism that we're giving it is is due, but if you put it in the grand scheme of things, it's actually doing very well. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. That's fair. All okay. right. So, like, is it to what we expect? Because they've truncated the season. Right. They've made these into, like, longer episodes. There's not enough room to kind of let it breathe. So you, things feel rushed and you feel like the payoffs are a little bit, you know, kind of like empty. Um, But they are doing right by the characters like Anthony said. They are resolving the story in a way that at least makes sense. It just doesn't make sense like uh, pacing once. Right, we, It's just happening right. too we fast. We could have enjoyed it, it a little bit like more. If you just say, okay, this is what happened. If you're explaining it to somebody fact by fact, makes okay. Sense. So they went and they fought the these guys. They killed the Night King, and then they went to Cersei. Like that, all this stuff. Like if you're describing it plot by plot point, makes sense. Bullet point by bullet point, makes sense. It's just the, the spate the the span of time and what transpires in the span of time feels like it's it's just compressed so much. Yeah, I saw this
0: article. This like military specialist dude like completely picked apart the battle Battle of Winterfell and pointed out how it was just dumb. Like, all their ideas.
4: I did not think yeah. he was, like, I mean, a historian, I, but I thought... No, I mean, you yeah. can... You can do can, that to get, You can have a scientist on for any movie in space, and you'll pick
0: Yeah, Neil up. deGrasse Tyson does that for every fucking uh, sci-fi right. movie. He's like, no! Yeah, it doesn't mean no. yeah. uh Last note before we wrap this up. Uh, Richard Madden, who played Rob Stark in the first season... <laughs> In talks to play Icarus in the Eternals movie.
4: Oh, shit.
0: For the MCU, possibly joining Angelina Jolie and Kumail Nanjiani.
4: I don't know who Icarus is. Icarus
0: is is like the main dude, right, Ruggs? Yeah. Uh, He looks like he's a, I don't know, he's got a blue suit. He's a blonde Blonde dude dude.
3: with with, uh, long hair, long blonde hair. It doesn't really look like the guy that they cast, but probably going to do something different with him. He's an all immortal. I know is about the
4: legend of Icarus and flying too close to the sun.
0: Uh, yeah, I wonder if it's part of that,
4: but uh, or if it's. No, ba- he's like
3: a very powerful, like Superman. Cosmic. Well, look, <laughs> we're
0: all going to learn about these
4: Eternals uh, when
0: Marvel. He's basically like Captain Marvel. In the oh, okay. He's the Eternals version of Captain Marvel. Hmm. Uh, good stuff. Two shows left. Sarah Connor versus Sarah Connor. Which Sarah Connor will win, or will neither of them?
3: How do you think? Do you think Cersei is going to lose? I I, I I I don't know. I I I'll tell you who I don't want on the throne I is Cersei. Like, Maybe I feel like I that. Like I don't know. For Sansa to not be the the person on the throne, like Cersei has to win because she, someone has to go and take out Winterfell. Right? <laughs> Who's going to do that?
4: I, I think. I don't think Cersei wins. It's it's too big of a good a moment to have someone kill her. Not do Oh it. yeah, we're all waiting for that. and I mean, it's and, and having either Arya or Jamie, either one of them kill her, would be so satisfying.
3: So you think it's gonna be Arya or Jamie? Yeah. Is Clagain Bowl actually gonna happen? Or are they gonna rush? So do through you that? think that there's any other scenarios where it's not Arya or Jamie that kills Cersei? I, I do think, think it's Tyrion.
4: I do think Claga oh Clegane Bowl will happen, and you're right, Tyrion is a third option. I didn't I didn't I forgot about Tyrion. But I think it's more the payoff to the story. It makes more sense for Arya or Jamie. Especially Jamie. Like, it makes a ton of sense if Jamie kills her because she is sacrificing all the innocence to let the mad queen, Daenerys, try to get into King's Landing. And she's like, this ends if I just kill my sister and the war stops right now.
0: Mm. Good stuff on Game of Thrones. Let's get to news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation.
2: It's time for news from the nation.
0: Is it over yet? That sounded like a wet one. Oh, no, there's more. All right, get it out. All right, good. Good stuff. It's still going? Okay. I don't know why it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, fart noises will never be funny.
4: Not funny. Never not funny, yeah.
0: Ball to the groin and fart noises, never not funny.
4: That's solid. Ball to the groin? Ball to the groin, always funny. You mean like hitting someone in the balls?
0: No, like a ball hitting you in the groin.
4: Like oh, a sports right, right, right. ball. Sure. Or anyone just getting hit in the balls.
0: Oh, yeah. Anyone getting funny, hit yeah. in the balls is always Inadvertently
4: funny. Inadvertently yes. is always funny, yeah. Uh,
0: let's start with news from the nation uh, with an update, Anthony, from your a recent guest. On the spin-off show, our buddy Andrew Gildy.
4: Yeah, he's got a, um, was a Kickstarter? Kickstarter. Yeah, from, from Madison. Madison. yes. The uh, trade paperback that launched um, Thursday of this week, so May 9th, and uh, he's looking to raise some money, and we, we helped him out last time. Um, we helped him fund his Kickstarter, and uh, hoping we can rally the nation to uh, contribute to him again. He was on my spin-off show Really good dude. He's been on Jock and Nerd a few times. He's been on our Patreon once. He's been on my spinoff show. Love the overall kill good dude. Yeah. yeah, he's a really good dude. Um, he's looking to raise four grand yep. for the graphic novel in thirty days. He's, in thirty days, on day one, he's already up to seven hundred and six dollars. So twenty
0: three backers, not bad. Uh, yeah, he's
4: still got twenty nine days. We're recording this May 9th, so he's got twenty nine days left. So this comes out Sunday. 26 25 days
0: i will put a link to the kickstarter in the show notes uh gildy i think we're gonna pledge because i kind of want a soft cover of this book because this artwork that he has manison is is gorgeous these he's been uh posting variant covers uh and and different pieces of art and it's it reminds me a little of dave mckeon this uh, i don't i remember he, i listened to the artist he's never met he like lives in brazil yeah, or south america south america
4: yeah the guy
0: uh what's his name he's really good
4: uh, uh what's the artist's Pop- name The Camilo Potts.
0: Camilo Potts. And uh, the stuff, the art he's been putting out. I have some posters from before that he sent us. I've always really enjoyed uh, this art he has for this. So good luck. Support the independent creator. We will
4: 100% send some money your way.
0: Absolutely. Listener, click the link. Check it out. Support the independent creator. Ten bucks will get you some stuff, and it goes a long way. It helps them out. And Kickstarter is a great place to find independent comics, man. It's pretty much like your indie comic shopping uh, network is Kickstarter.
4: You find a lot yeah. of cool shit. And if you want to know his story, just listen to my spinoff show.
0: Uh, what was it eleven? Spinoff show episode eleven. It's in the feed. Scroll yeah, it's back. His name. You'll find it. I'll put a link there. Uh, Jess Rivera posted uh a the a teaser trailer for HBO's Watchmen series because in two weeks the sound you're gonna hear is millions of people fucking canceling. <laughs> Their HBO subscription—they're gonna meet. I'm need raising something. my hand right now. Yes,
4: are you, yeah?
0: And John Oliver on last week tonight is hilarious. He's always he's like talking about. It. He's like in two weeks this network is fucked. uh so did you guys see this watchman teaser starring Nash Bridges and a bunch of Rorschachs? Uh, yes, I did. Walking TikTok, around TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Rugs. What you think? Impressed? Did it hook you? no no, me,
3: me you neither know <laughs> i'm like okay this i'm not completely sold i was on like this. show me something that is going to make me go holy fuck balls that hbo is gonna like nail this out of the park so far it's not it just this. looks like every generic show mm. you know that i've seen anthony you get a chance to check this out
4: i did i mean i'm not the biggest watchman guy mm-hmm. the, the big appeal of this is it's Watchmen on hbo hmm but, yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I'm wasn't. i not a big Watchman.
0: It's later. You have uh, Jeremy Irons as an older Mandia. Regina King in it, is in it. A lot of cops with yellow bandanas. I like
4: Jeremy Irons as Mandia. Yeah,
0: Jeremy Irons uh, looks great in uh, a lot of Rorschachs. Like, there's a people becoming Rorschachs. But I uh, did not really sell me. I don't know. HBO may be in trouble with trying to keep subscriptions after
4: HBO. Well, they have this. That my One of my coworkers was really pushing hard that Chernobyl show they head. Oh,
0: have. I want to watch that. I heard it was good.
3: Yeah.
4: I've
0: watched a couple of Chernobyl documentaries and uh, it's a fascinating story well, of human error
4: in
3: a, a fucking horrible scale. Yes, that's fascinating just because it's, it's it was part real. of our reality. Yes. yes. Right. Yeah. yes.
4: Uh, and also, the, Did you ever catch the, uh, the Adnan? Is that on oh, Yeah,
0: you know what? Uh, I couldn't get through that. It was a little dry. It's dry? Okay. Yeah, the case against Adnan Syed. I think it was like six episodes and it was a lot of what we saw and it was alright. It wasn't that okay. great. Fair. I did not. No, I'm not going to watch it. That Elizabeth Holmes documentary, though, about uh, that one's really good, and uh, they're going to have a Deadwood movie, which I'm kind of excited
4: for. I loved the Deadwood. What What HBO is currently doing is they're going, hey, uh, I know we're we're doing random Game of Thrones, yeah. but we, all we hired stuff. some people to do the prequels. Let's let's fast track some of that
0: so, stuff. Uh, George R. R. Martin says three spinoff shows are moving forward. One of them got Oof, canceled. Three? Yes, one. Okay. There was one that uh, the writer is uh, walked away. It's not happening but they're working on three.
3: They should have already yes, had yes. it in the bag yes. and out after the episode of Game of Thrones. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. The smartest thing they could do is the after the last episode, you show the fucking trailer of the next one that's called 5,000 Years or whatever.
4: Uh, uh. I mean, there's a lot of great stories to tell that yeah. we've only been told through just doing research that they could tell. It's just...
3: But I think they used to do that. Like, they used to, like... Build other shows together, and then when the other one would go away, the other one would take over. I think they did that with True Blood. Mm. Yeah, didn't they have The Sopranos and True Blood? True Blood after, back ba-
0: yeah, back to back or right
3: afterwards. Or they had um, the other show where they had the, the where they ran the. The funeral home. Oh yeah, home. Six Feet Under was a great show. I love and that. And they had show. Deadwood. Yeah. They would all biggie back after yes. each other, you, you right? Got and they don't. They're not doing that. Well, now. they have like Barry on after. They're gonna.
0: Yeah, they. I mean, they have a huge, such a strong lead in with Game of Thrones. Seventeen million people watching all the time. We have a good lead in. I don't know if this Watchmen is going to be enough to keep people from what that trailer shows. Anyways, The mm. Long Night is the one HBO has ordered a pilot for. Set thousands of years before the events of Game of Thrones, with Naomi Watts and uh vladimir fordick played a lot vladimir of vladimir char- you know he played a lot he played a lot of characters on the show multiple characters he's done multiple stunts he you remember the scene the children of the forest that made the first white walker
2: Yeah, that's, that's him, him also yeah, yeah and he looks
0: like the guy yeah it looks like him, and he's done other uh other roles on the show so maybe we'll get to see him again but i kind of think all that white walker shit is done for reals right there's only fucking two episodes left So, I don't know. We'll see if we can hang on to this HBO subscription, but I doubt it. I think a lot of people are going to jump unless they give us something great. Uh, Wes Cranford writing in with a bunch of emails because he's catching up to the shows. He says, hey, guys, just listen to the Endgame review. Love it. Did you see the post of The Nation where Howard the Duck is in the group? Yes, we saw that. He'd be awesome in a Ravager storyline. I was so pleased that Endgame gave me so many curveballs that I didn't see coming. Worried about Captain Marvel, though. The character is being written as meh. I like I like Brie Larson. Uh, at the end of the show, the jock says, please stop talking. I think you could make an awesome soundbite. <laughs> no, no, no. I said that to you. Probably. Yes. Yes. Please yeah. stop talking. Uh, that's a good soundbite. This is just random uh, train of thought.
4: One. I don't mean to interrupt. Yeah. I was listening yeah. to the last episode yeah. and or one. It might have been the last one or the one before that where you're like, We've never seen the uh, the Night King walk through fire. I'm like, yeah, we have. You're like, where, what, when, Wait. what, how, <laughs> wow, when. And I was like, I mean, I'm like, what do you mean when, what, what? Uh, it's such a, a funny back and forth <laughs> between us <laughs> two. I love it. We'll have to cut that one out, too. Uh, Please stop
0: talking. Now we can have a spoiler thread for Game of Thrones. Some of us can't watch it right away, and now navigating the nation is like playing dodgeball. Looking forward to rewatching Serenity and your review. Lisa Morrison is awesome. Don't Who said that. Uh, oh, this is still West. West. <laughs> Just random fucking train of thought. He says Lisa is awesome. Don't fuck it up, Steve. Good. <laughs> Why would he
3: fuck it up? What's he doing wrong?
4: Nothing. Lisa Let me let me comment on that. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. So the etiquette with Game of Thrones and Endgame is completely like people like we talked about yeah. Endgame yeah. were like really like digil- diligent about yes. not spoiling yes. it. Game of Thrones happens, and the memes come up oh within God. a minute yes. of that fucking yes. show ending. You, like the Arya stuff was within a minute.
0: Dude, during Twitter, everything's being spoiled. If you're on Twitter every, yeah. all the time, Ama- people—I like, don't know—so quick. And there's,
4: there's no etiquette with Game no, of Thrones. No. And the thing is, like, Game of Thrones airs at like, like I think the West Coast gets a little delayed. Yeah, right? they get it an hour later. Yeah, yeah. so like, it's but spoiled. It's,
0: yes, which is why, like, the end game spoilers are one thing. But what I do every week for Game of Thrones, which is why you have to watch it as soon as you can. The minute the air starts airing, I will stay off my phone until yeah. I have watched the episode because you can't avoid
4: the Game of Thrones spoilers. They're so quick. The memes are amazing, though. There's, there's some really good fucking memes. It's just they come out like you. if you're on the Internet, if you're on social media at all yeah. around yeah. eight, nine o'clock, you're yeah. done. Yeah, it's no. over. One even one yeah.
0: glance, like you can't even unless you right. watch it, so you can't look at it. Continuing, he goes, anyway, your show like Game of Thrones just keeps getting better. I oh. I'm I've, I've, I don't know if that's true. Wow. I'm curious who was the first 10 people stupid enough or, I mean, nice enough to give you money. I'm sure the first one was Seth. He needs therapy. <laughs> Love you guys. You don't know it, but you guys were instrumental in getting me through the last two years of divorce bullshit. Wow. So thanks with immense affection, infection, the yank from down under. Uh, Wes touching words. I have more, but guys, I looked it up. Our very first patron. Anybody want to guess? I think I'm going to re- Jesse Looney. I'm going to. No, you're close though. He's not with us still. He's not with us anymore. Uh, I mean, he,
4: he's in this world. Hopefully, he's just. Oh no,
0: with- he's with us. Yes, he's alive. He's just not <laughs> supporting the Patreon. He isn't Jesse Looney. He's still listening right in. Uh, Anthony, any guesses who is our very first patron? Phil Milan. Uh, no, but no. he was uh, You're also very close I want to reward this person This person was our first patron They have been supporting the show for 37 months wow.
2: Straight
0: And it is none other than David Malofsky oh, From a place sense. to hang Oh shit David, if you're listening, you want a t-shirt, get in touch I want to send you a t-shirt for being our first And still supporting us 37 fucking months, unbelievable Great. Thank you so much Jesus, right?
4: That's crazy. I mean, he's an OG. He's an OG fan.
0: Sure. goes back from, from the beginning, man. Day one. Uh, so Wes sent us another email because I guess remember that episode <laughs> How many we had emails. Are
4: we getting from we, this guy? I,
0: Well, he's catching up on the shows. Like he said, he wasn't able to listen to the Game of Thrones stuff because he's whatever. But remember we were talking about I think it was when you came back from uh, Coachella. Yep. we were talking about music festivals. He says, OK, so now I can listen to last week's episode. And Blues Fest is the festival I went to five days and it's a camping festival but you can bring in your cars. So car camping or you can rent tents, etc. No alcohol allowed in campgrounds, but they don't check nor do they do we police. So we all have it. On a side note, the sniffer dogs got me and took my joint. Oh no. Oh. That sucks. Slap my wrist and move me along. In answer to your question Imran, I'm 54 and I still do these things. It's in your head. Hurts a bit more though. Awesome festival. Porta potties are clean and empty daily. Porta showers are good too. Music is mostly blues, but it's a great festival. I've done 2018, 2019. Last year's lineup was better for me, but still great fun, especially for the copper who smoked my joint that night. <laughs> the fucker. Yank from Down Under. Thanks, Wes, for checking in. I love hearing. Uh Wes's stories. Still doing he's it. It's still still God all. bless you. He's, he's older dude. than me. Yes, he's, he's older than all of
4: us and still doing he's it. He's more active than than I. Am. That's amazing. With, with 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 his sports. Yes, and his he like he,
0: he paddleboards, he's in the fucking kayak, he's going yeah. to th- I don't know how you do it, Wes. How do you yeah, how do you do it?
3: Is it coke? Uh, <laughs> lots, lots of drugs,
0: live, probably. I don't know. <laughs>
3: And Uh,
0: and then finally, I have a uh, note from Choco Tane, Tane Reese, who we have done his Patreon Waterworld review. Tane Reese writes in, hi, digital dudes. It is I, Choco Tane. Don't worry. I'm not here to talk about the you know what game. It rhymes with Olivia. Uh, Instead, I'm here to comment on Endgame, but I thought I'd do it poetry style for shits and giggles. Oh, shit. Rugs. I think Tane would be honored if you read his iambic pentameter right. for everyone. It's <laughs> really long. Look, you got get the rhyme, get I'm the gonna, rhythm. I'm going to do it for Tane, though. I'm coming do it for Tane.
3: All right, you guys made it this far. Let's go on a journey on a poetry written by Tane Rice. <laughs> <laughs> Rice. Reese? I don't know. I don't know. Ariel? I just like, I like the that area? He just comes up with his own pronunciation. <laughs> Ariel stuck? Uh, That's my listen. gig. The, the, what am I doing? All right. Here we go. 20 plus two movies there's been. From a cave escapade to the game with an end. Into our homes we've welcomed Marvel. Watch them triumphant and get th- put through hell. I can't read <laughs> A tip of my hat, those dipped in the well. Weaving and webbing to make it all gel. Emotions abundant like when I touch my first breast. Confusion, elated, and a fear fest. At the end of it all, I must admit, watching Tony get cooked gave me a fit, and I wasn't a fan of where Steve chose to sit, since when is it fine for Captain to quit? Instead, I think they should have switched in the script Tony goes on to play the dad bit and if he became the AI it'd be a hit. Avengers assemble you hear Roger spit as he snapped them all there with a glove on his mitt it had been so exciting you could hardly sit. Thanos be shitting on a big old that shitting a (laughs) Thanos be shitting a big old peach pit. I tell you what the ending the shit. (laughs) <laughs> I, I know tell it. you what the ending's this shit. There
0: we go. We got through it. Well done. You have to
3: edit that. <laughs> I'll whatever. It's fine. You get it. Yeah. Right. There's no way I could do that
0: on The first lovely time. iambic oh. pentameter, cold poetry. Is it really? Reading. No, I don't know. Is that Dr. Poetry. Seuss? It was some kind of Shakespeare thing.
3: It was. I it was an iambic pentameter. What is iambic? It it's like,
4: like it's not. I don't know.
3: It,
0: it's it's Shakespeare. It's Shakespeare. That's iambic pentameter.
4: What about the ambiotic sack?
0: Oh, you got to have fluid in that ambiotic sack. Yeah. Stick a little uh, straw in there. Drink it up. Ambiotic <laughs> fluid. What are we talking about? Is this a medical <laughs> show? What? Thanks, Tane, for like he wrote a fucking poem about Endgame review. I. Uh, it's it's very impressive. Did you like the poem? I liked the poem. I liked the effort. I liked it. It was different. What's your favorite
3: part? <laughs> <Not about> the, <laughs> the, the, my favorite, favorite part stuff? was about the breasts.
0: <laughs> yes, I like the breast part. I like Thanos be shitting a big old... It was old the breast piece. Pa- it
3: was the breast part.
0: Rugs, where can the listener find you online? And maybe you'll read their poems next time.
3: Yes, I'm reading poems <laughs> exclusively on Twitter, <laughs> at Really ReallyRugBoy on Twitter. So come and check that out. Absolutely. And I'll see you there. I just burnt this dude oh, really oh bad. Shit. And oh, shit.
0: it shit. Nice. I'll have to look that up. It's pretty epic. Uh, look, listener, check out the show notes for this episode. Joggernerd.com slash 273. There'll be links to everything we talk about, how to get in touch, how to subscribe. This week, there is a sale at our tea Public shop. So visit jockernerd.com slash shop. If you're looking for some t-shirts or a mug or a cell phone case, March 15th uh, through 20th, 30% off everything. Big sale. Subscribe for free wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Pandora now. Oh, shit. Very exciting. You can also follow us on Instagram at jockernerd, on Twitter at jockernerdcast.com. And, of course, as always, if you like the show, turn on your fellow geek friends and family. Show them how to subscribe. Show them that their phone has an app that you can listen to free content all the time. Shove it in their ear holes. We'd be much appreciated. Thanks for listening to the Jocker Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock.
4: He's the nerd. We'll
0: peep you next time. We should really get a monkey for the show. <laughs> what? Will the monkey edit and put the shove on? Yeah, uh, like monkey.
3: monkey-like monkey noise. Oh, okay. Like, we can always, we can just cut to the monkey, and you can hear him go, Uh, <laughs> uh the noise was <laughs> <to> happening? <hear. laughs> I don't know, monkey noise. That's an episode <laughs> of... Get of wrong, get a <laughs> monkey noise. Friends? Find a monkey sound. Marcel,
0: Ross's monkey?
3: Like, find a funny monkey sound.